Live from the Pleasure Palace, it's the Vicious and Delicious Podcast, starring myself, the essence of excellence, Black Snow, and my partner in crime, the Yakubian public enemy number one, Big Rob. Holla at Big Rob. What's going on? It's your man, Big Rob, a.k.a. the Excessive Overlord, a.k.a. Sneaker Goat, a.k.a. Racist Voorhees, a.k.a. Robert Atwood, the creator and star of the of the hit Hulu TV series, The Real Niggas Tale, season five, coming this summer. And just found out by me, Morris Day's illegitimate son, because my mama had that jungle love. Oh, we, oh, we, oh. Ooh, we. Shout out to the time. We up in the sun. That's right, y'all. Episode five. And we have uh, named this certain episode. Uh, We're going to call this one uh, Dogecoin versus Usher Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. So, uh, yeah, man. So, uh, Big Rob, man. So, Let's go. Let's get caught up, man. Tell me about your week. All right, all right. Well, speaking of finding out new things, other than being the illegitimate son of Morris Day, yeah, I found that out because a certain person who, back in our Easter preview special, she decided to get mad at me, you know, because I ain't living right or whatever that means. Uh-huh. And so my mother's been blowing up my phone all day, and I just haven't replied. So I know a very awkward phone conversation is coming up over the course of the weekend. It's on the way. It's on the way. So by Monday morning, it'll be it'll be a whole thing that I can cover on next week's episode. Oh shit! <laughs> Shout out to mom. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, uh, so I'm gonna get into my week. So I've been pretty much uh, I've been on what everybody else has been on this. Well, actually, since yesterday, it's that Dogecoin, baby. So all my uh, small time day traders, even the big time day traders, know what's up with the Dogecoin. We was all watching it last night, all day, seeing where it's gonna hit, where it's gonna stop, where it's gonna fall, and uh, hopefully uh, you guys got in and got out when you could. And got you a nice little return for your money. I know I did. <laughs> and uh, we're going to wait for round two. Or I guess this will be round three. And we're going to do it all over again. So, yeah, man. Uh, I think it's important for everybody to get into some kind of, you know, money, fiscal, you know, investing or something. You know, not necessarily doing, you know, trades and cryptocurrencies. You know, sometimes that's too much like gambling to some people. Yeah, especially so, if you're an RBC with face on the money. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe I should like, you know, try just do like easy stuff like IRAs or, you know, trust and stuff like that. You know, stuff that just makes money. You know, screw it. Screw a savings account. A savings account, a savings account is bullshit. Man. It really is. You're, you're never going to make any money. It's good for holding money, but yeah, as far as getting the profit or yeah, making the interest, profit. The interest will never build up enough to right. actually make you're it. Never gonna, it's never going to be any different 10 years now if you're not putting any money in. So, Always recommend anybody get an IRA, you know, and give it get cryptocurrency and you know, they trade and get it, give it a shot. It's, it's fun, you know, and there's a lot of classes and shit you can do for it. Don't, don't, don't trust them for their schemes. <laughs> speaking of which, oh, speaking of schemes, ahead. for all our older listeners out there. Uh-huh. If you ever get an email from a Nigerian prince, just delete it. It's not really him. I know you love coming to America. We did, too. But that's not really him. He can't give you any money. Just go ahead and keep pushing. Right. That's, that is news you can use. 90% of shit you get in your inbox is bullshit. So, it, yeah. it scams. Especially nowadays with, with everybody trying to get in your pockets. And, and yeah. When's the last time somebody said they'll send you an email? So. Yeah. So, yeah. Don't trust them. Don't even click those emails. Everybody just trying to see your identity. Uh, yeah, so speaking of money, <laughs> this is a great segue to get into the whole, you know, the whole title of uh, today's show. Um, so, uh, over the weekend, or um, Usher and his entourage went to a uh, a local uh, 
popular strip club in uh, the Las Vegas area. And um, from what I hear, they had a great time. <laughs> but I guess uh, somebody, one of the employees that said uh, strip club didn't have a good time because she had a complaint to make. And, and uh, Robert, what was the complaint? Well, apparently... They thought, oh, Usher in here, we about to make a little change tonight. Uh, they didn't realize that Usher was shooting a video for his new single. Talk about, I'm throwing fake dubs in the club. <laughs> in the club. <laughs> oh, man. Look out for that Vicious and Delicious remix, too. He's got his own money. And when I say he's got his own money. <laughs> <laughs> so, my man, Usher. Uh, he make Elon Musk look like a charity case. <laughs> my man, Usher. Uh, he actually has a residency at, uh, at in, in in Las Vegas. Shout out to Usher on that one because that's securing the bag. Right. So if you don't know what that means, that means he basically has a uh, show he does. You know, I'm I'm, I'm guessing you know at least a couple times a week. Yeah, at least numerous times a day, sort of thing. You know, it's basically right. like you have a concert three, four times a day. Yeah, you know. yeah. You know, just like a lot of stars. You know, do that. You know. It's a great way to make some money, and yeah. you know you're not moving anywhere. People come to you. Las Vegas is a it's a tourist city, yeah. tourist city, so you know money be made. So I, I'm guessing what happened was uh, with the show, the Usher show he has at the at his residency. Uh, I guess as promotion, they make like money. It's like you know printing out money, you know, in different denominations. Like <laughs> he's on a hundred dollar bills or a twenty dollar bill. I, I didn't see any fives or ones. No, I, I saw one. I saw hundreds, ones. Okay, I saw singles, twenties, and hundreds. But I guess this has something to do with what happens in the show. Maybe like with that song, "Make It Rain" in clubs. You know, maybe some money comes down and people right. collect the money. So I guess after one of the shows, Shane's uh, entourage, like I said, went to. Uh, this uh, particular strip club, I guess it's pretty popular. And, uh, you know, from what I heard from other staff, you know, Usher and his uh, entourage had a good time. Everybody got tipped. They, you know, they spent a couple thousand dollars. Yeah, in there. you know. But I guess one of the stripper ladies um, who probably, you know, felt shortchanged with the, with, with, with the money coming out. Um, ended up with a bunch of Usher bucks, <laughs> <laughs> and I guess what happened was, as a joke, after I guess after they were about to leave, a couple of Usher's uh, entourage members, you know, just left a couple of the Usher bucks like on the stage as a joke. And I'm thinking like maybe the, the uh, you know, because like at the strip club, if you've been to a strip club, a really popular one, usually when like there's more than one lady, you know, doing their thing on stage. They usually put all the money in a pile, yeah, and like yeah. they had a, the way they divvy it up in the back. So I'm thinking this girl either got the short change of the pile, or this an Usher hater. But she basically blasted Usher, saying, "Oh, well, he paid me in fake you know, ass money." You know, Usher ain't shit, blah blah blah. And you know, Black Twitter and, and Facebook and everywhere went crazy. Shout out to Black giving, Twitter. <laughs> Usher's out here giving out fake money, and of course, you know that part of the story is all we heard what the strippers say. <laughs> The more practical reason why right. it really happened, but of course, all this you know, the, the means were prices. What well, thing of beauty save so many of them. Oh, I, I made a couple, so it's like, it's like people like, Oh, man, you owe this much, and they had like Usher's face, and like he's like, Got somebody right here. Yeah. It was a beautiful thing, as far as like comedy wise. But I think you know, Usher and the uh, and the strip club have uh, you know, talked to each other, and they kind of you know. Got it straightened out. Yeah, I got it straightened out. So, 
So you might not be a good idea to bring fake money into a strip club, no matter who you are. <laughs> what kind of savage are you? Right. I don't think everybody's going to get that job. All right. I know, like I said earlier, you know, I shouldn't be surprised that Usher is giving people fake money when he's been giving people real herpes for years. Oh, shit. <laughs> Usher might be a supervillain. Man, I mean, was that ever, like... I don't know if it was up confirmed or not. Yeah, was I, mean, I ain't got no access to Usher's medical records, but... That, I mean, when somebody says... That payout, that payout means a lot. To I mean, she had a, she had a test. And yeah. And I've been with this person, and I don't know. He got called up. <laughs> And that, I mean, that is one of the downsides of being like a sex symbol and being able to have any woman you any want, woman you want pretty much, or whoever you everybody want. Everybody ain't clean, and you know you gonna pick something up, you, you right? Kiss them on the mouth. Shout out to Trey Songs, because right. <laughs> <laughs> I heard he's over letting girls be. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's, he's spitting on them or something. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's gross. Anyway, we gonna move on from yeah. that. We don't we don't want to have a snowball conversation. That's so far. You know, more uh, uh, poignant news. Uh, the Derek Chauvin trial has moved to uh, closing arguments uh, this Monday. So we're going to get the, the defense. The defense is going to have their closing arguments and then the state's going to have theirs. So if you know anything about the trial system and how that works, that basically is their, just their last attempt to get the jury to, you know, side with you know with their claims and you know prove his innocence prove his innocence and that stuff so that means that probably in the next because I mean they're going to probably have a closing arguments it's probably going to take a couple of days right and then lawyers know how long you know they're going to have to stay there you know for deliberation deliberation is going to take so I, I I would think the, the the trial will probably be over by the end of next month somewhere maybe in the middle so but uh yeah, did you hear about? Okay, everybody got you know. Everybody was like, okay, yeah, we're gonna move to close the arms. But before that, we almost got a mistrial. <laughs> yeah. So I guess uh, the defense brought will try to bring in a uh, special witness to um, to collaborate. That you know, there's some new evidence. And anybody know the trial system? You can't do that. All the evidence has to be presented when the trial starts. Now they go over it, not you know they don't go over it at the same time, but you can't bring new evidence in. So I think the defense was trying to do that because I think they feel the pressure coming on. Cause I haven't heard like one. I mean maybe nothing convincing has told me that anybody could just see that what the defense was and think this man didn't die because Derek Chauvin has ne- you know had his knee on his neck. neck yeah. yeah. So I think they tried. They tried it. They tried to okay because they, they got the guy come in and gonna say there was a, uh, I think they said carbon carbon two or whatever carbon dioxide test or something Mono- like that. Carbon dioxide. Yeah. And then like some weird thing talking about there was there was like the the the, the Zuber, uh, I don't know if they t- I don't know if they said it was engine cooling or something on the floor. Like antifreeze or whatever. antifreeze or something on the floor while his why uh. Um, uh, his, his head was down there that he could have inhaled that and he could have huffed, he got huffed himself to you know, ridiculous but anyway they tried to introduce that and then like the judge was like listen you can't do that and I won't allow it any kind of new evidence brought in is you know on term for a mistrial Man, I feel like that would have been brought up and probably dismissed during pretrial yeah especially for a case case of this magnitude I think they really want to miss. 
get a mistrial. Get a mistrial because how do you how do you get out of this clearly on video? Yeah, the uh, the heat is on. Time's ticking, and I, I think Derek Chauvin's defense knows that the case they brought forward was weak as fuck. And hopefully, you know, I, you know, I don't want to get but fuck it. Hopefully, <laughs> he gets convicted of this crime, this murder. He yeah, murder. But yeah, and uh, looking today, you know, they got that coming on. See you you know, see you Monday with that. Uh, Robbie, you're going on about a. Uh, Bunch of mass shootings happening over here in Oklahoma City. Yeah, I mean, one thing that's last weekend, last weekend, and yeah. I think early this week. There's one thing we know about here in Oklahoma and America in general. Right, should know. Or you should the, know if you listen to the shows. <laughs> or hell, if you go outside, yeah. is that that's the one thing that lets us know that we might get out of this whole COVID thing. Is that mass shootings are just come popping up again? Yeah, they are, it's hot. People, are, people are out here shooting. They're shooting it up. So, I've heard about a few of them. Uh, there was a shooting at the mall. Yes, at Penn Square. I want to pin, at the Penn Square parking garage. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so... And, and, and the cold part about it is there's actual... A little bit of video. Video, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the difference living today is that everybody's got cameras everywhere. Yeah, it's hard to... Yeah, you're going to see it. You know, if you do it in public, somebody's yeah, going to look you, at that, that camera. That, yeah, everybody's got a camera phone, so... So, um, you know, I keep my ears to the street, and... Uh, I have gotten on, you know, my sources have told me what happened was there was a uh, altercation with uh, a young lady, and I think she was with some other people, but one other person, I believe, and uh, the, uh, there was some, a group of people who had a problem with this lady. Now, I could tell you the odds and ends of what started, but basically, when you're looking at the video, if you get a chance to look at it, it's basically the aftermath of them getting on her. Wow. And this is all happening in the parking lot, like you know, they're outside of the mall. Yeah, like I mean, if you live here in the city, you you know the structure of Penn Square parking right. lot. So they're over by the garage by J.C. Penney. So basically, what we're seeing is on the video is the other party trying to flee the scene, and I guess what happened was you know the girl, I don't know if she was down or up, but she got to her car and she popped the trunk on. So he's like, basically, y'all not gonna jump me. And just walk away from it. Right, so, this is this ain't saying I'm that. So basically, all you see is the girls, and he about to come over, like, hey, I get to the car, let's go, let's go, let's go. And then, like, she, you know, they're trying to get to the car and pull out, and then you see the girl, like, some commotion come out, and then you see her go to, look like it was her. I don't know if it's a trunk or a backseat, but, you know, she comes out, she pulls out, probably, probably a small caliber pistol, you know, maybe a nine or, you yeah, know, you know, something handheld, and then uh, you just hear, tum, 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 tum. And that's it. That's all, that's that's all, all we got. <laughs> we don't know. We don't get no ending. You know, we got. We don't know what happened after that. It was basically gun shots. Quick oh. So I guess whoever was videotaping got the hell out of dodge. Right. Which I don't. I don't blame him. But yeah, I mean, and then like there was some. Uh, there was an uh, unfortunate shooting where a young man accidentally shot his brother, I believe. Yeah. Playing with playing with firearms. You know, whoever had the gun, or I don't know if they found it. I'm guessing it was somewhere in the house. That's usually that's what usually happens. the case, yeah. But whoever adult, I'm gonna say, did not securely, you know, secure their firearm and had it somewhere where the kids could get to it or mess with it, and then little kid playing with the gun didn't realize it was loaded, and unfortunately shot their brother, which is 
tragic, honestly. Yeah, I mean, you're never gonna let that up. I'm not. I'm not sure if the boy died. Yeah, I hope not. I mean, we both have brothers, so yeah, that'd be tragic if that ever happened to one of us. Yeah, I mean, that's I never let that up. Yeah. Hopefully, he did survive. Also, there, uh, of course, you know, with the OKC nightlife, you know, well, it never really stopped. No, I, I was gonna say we're getting back into full swing, but it really never stopped. Unfortunately, downtown there was a club. I'm not gonna say the name because I don't want to besmirch the club. Right. You know, things happen. You know, you can't control how people react to things. But unfortunately, at this club, um, first of all, there was a shooting. Uh, I don't know if anybody was hit, but there was a shooting. I want to say outside of the club. You know, people coming out of there. And then there's also a, like a, there was a stabbing. Yeah. All on the same night. Same night. It was in yeah. probably within a few hundred yards of each other. Yeah, I don't know if it was the same. Uh, Incident or separate incidents, but yeah, so if you're going out, make sure you go to a place where, you know, security is in effect. Of course, that place does have security, but I'm just saying, you know, we're, you know, stay in groups, you know. I mean, it, it's crazy because, I mean, I wouldn't say all these precautions, but you really can't stop nobody from acting like that. No, especially. Unless you, I mean, unless you're just being an athlete, so. Yeah, you know, ego, testosterone, alcohol, all that mixed together. Yeah, and then, you know. Folks, folks treat life cheaply. Yeah. You know? Somebody, you know, you can ruin your whole life even without, you know, actually murdering another person. But, you know, it's, just, you know, real time. Doing yeah. Stuff like yeah, you know, them weapon charges stick. Trust yeah, me. I mean, this is like back when we were younger, like, you know, to be the club that everybody went to, but every week there was some shit. Something like something, yeah. We ain't gotta we ain't gotta say the name, but if right, you're from here, you, you know what you, you know, know exactly what we're talking about. You could be talking about right. But. But you know, in your adolescence and your ignorance, you go back to that fucking club. Yeah, because you think thinking a different outcome. Right. Maybe sometimes be the same motherfuckers doing it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know who it is. Next week. So yeah, man. Well, I guess that comes getting older, man. Because I, I'm like fuck the club. I really go to like the bar. So. Right. And, you know, shit can happen at the bar too. But, but you know, it's less likely. It's less yeah, people. It's, you know, it's right. way different vibes. So yeah. Something about dancing and you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, like music and. And just anything loud and the club's like a, it's like a it's competition it's like a show yeah exactly you one parking lot you got the inside you know, you know one one misstepped on one sneaker and it can be over yeah and it's fucking COVID season I mean season it's fucking COVID out there it's, it's COVID era dancing and elbows with each other yeah rubbing around you know dancing in each other's face it's like a fucking tea tree di- dish yeah petri dish of- petri dish yes not tea tree <laughs> it's oil a petri dish a book you know a Germs are going on there. <laughs> so, yeah. So, y'all be safe. Y'all do go out. You know, I mean, you're going to do it anyway. Just be careful. Um, yeah, there's a, a lot of crazy stuff going on in Oklahoma City. It was actually, it didn't happen recently. I think it was almost earlier, late last year, or, you know, it, it, was, it was 2020, but there was an incident. With the uh, Oklahoma City Police Department and right. a 73-year-old black lady. The issue came from the police, I think, were called out because the uh, the uh, elderly lady's, uh, I want to say grandson, has, like, uh, mental issues. Like, you know, um, maybe he's, like, on maybe mood medication. You know, right, like you know those kind of problems. So, I don't know what the call was about, but... There was something with him where he was maybe he was acting out or somebody was felt like, you know, afraid of something he was going to do. Anyway, 
the police comes to the lady's house and she is, you know, she's in distress because she, her reasoning for not letting, like, the police come in, we want to see such and such, your, your, your grandson. And she's like, no, let me, I think she's like, no, let me go get him. You guys don't, you know. Right, this could, you know, accelerate the situation. Right, we don't, you know, I see what y'all do on the news, da 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 And then they're like, you need to let us go get him or something, something. And then, like, I get, and this is a 73-year-old lady. Right. Now, don't get me wrong, doing that with the police is not a good idea for anybody. But, it's a 73-year-old lady, so you got to give her, you know, you, anyway, it starts, it starts, you know, Revving up, and they're trying to get to the the, the, the grandson, and I guess gr- grandma basically got in between them and was like holding them back, so they restrained grandma. And when I say restrain her, it elevated to the fact where they put her arm behind her back and like put her like slammed her down to the to the ground from what she said. Yeah. But we do know during this you know restraint, they broke the seven three year old lady's arm. You know, probably somewhere near the shoulder, but they broke her arm. Right. Well, how much danger did she really pose? And the cool part is, first of all, the charges was dropped, but there was no ending after that. And so, of course, the seventy-year-old lady is now lawyered up and is suing the Oklahoma City Police Department for uh, uh, malicious uh, harm or whatever it is, for police brutality. And you know, people reading that, just think about that, your grandma. There was, I mean, there's different ways to de-escalate. They're like, what is up with the police? And, and they say, oh, we have de-escalation training. We have this, that, and that. But they never, they don't seem like they... They don't ever use it. You know, at least use it well. Like, they have, like, all the time. I'm sure there's police officers that know how to talk to people and probably never have to even go to their gun. Business. Right, no. But we never see that because we always see the bad ones. But, but it's still bad. But... It's a seven-three-year-old lady. What is, I mean, how is she going? I mean, she was unarmed. I mean, I'm pretty sure she's not, you know, giving you too much of a far restraint. You know, of course, you know, you got to de-escalate the, the the situation as a police officer. But you got to, I mean, yes, you need kid gloves in this situation. It's like restraining a child. You don't need a whole lot of power to do it. Right. Yeah. If you if you slam the old lady on the ground and breaking her arm, you 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 went too far. That's excessive. I mean, she, she didn't come after you with a knife or anything. Come on now. I mean, I mean, I respect the Oklahoma City Police Department to a degree. You know, there's a lot of good cops that I know, but there's a lot of bullshit cops too. That I mean, I've been pulled over with straight up racism. <laughs> For no reason. That's the fact. And then you look a certain way. So, you but that's not that's not to slam every police officer. It's just yeah, they're bad ones, and you good ones need to talk to the bad ones. Since y'all stick together when something bad happens and y'all all together. Yeah, how, how good can you be if yeah. you let stuff like this happen? You let shit slide too. But, yeah, I mean, it's more bullshit happening in Oklahoma City. You would think we lived in, the, in, in like Mississippi or, like, you know, a real. But it, it, it really uh, is. Is this a great state or what, right? Yeah, I guess. Um, moving on, uh, moving on, moving on to. Uh, I actually got another story. Yeah. We're batting, we're batting a thousand here in Oklahoma City. So, uh, Rob, did you hear about the? So they passed a. Is a I don't know. I would say a law. It has to be a law. Uh, a law or bill, a bill or something. So you know, with all these, uh, let's just call it what it is. All these uh, uh, police shooting unarmed, you know, 
black men and you know uh, you know childrenless children childrenless you know and then with this happening there's a lot of protests that happen like you know something will happen and then people will come out you know either from the black lives organization or just people who hear about it and then want to you know protest yeah. which is in our right to do and it's not you know it's, it's not all black people do it's a, it's a black white you know people who know that what in social in, social injustice is and they want exactly. to and let them know so in uh, in their wisdom allegedly Oklahoma City leg- legislation state legislation passed a bill to make it to basically they passed a bill to protect motorists for running over protesters right now you think what what do you mean run over? so I guess the situation would be, let's say there's a protest in the middle of the street, like you know, like they do in big big cities. You, you know, know, like they'll, they'll shut down the whole highway. Right. You know, you know, they'll stand sixty, seventy right. people. Right. Like nobody's coming through. This is our protest. Yeah. You know, human wall, that sort of thing. They have made a bill here that would basically give protection to like a motorist who say went through the crowd, like over people. Yeah. You know, just saying like, oh, well, I felt threatened or, you know, this, that, and other thing. You felt threatened. You were behind two tons of steel, plastic, and glass. Right. So, it's basically giving giving you some uh, legal hedgeway to run over people. Because, you know, oh, I felt threatened or basically, you know, they're making my life a little harder because I can't get to where I'm going right now. You know. I mean, that's basically what it boils down to. So this is the kind of legislation we got going on in Oklahoma City. But we're supposed to believe that these, you know, state officials and lawmakers have our best interests in, in heart. But they're making it okay to run over protesters. Yeah, American citizens running them over. Running them over with their cars. Because, I mean, anybody can say they feel threatened. But like I said, you're, like you said, you're in five tons of steel, ten tons of steel. How are you feeling threatened? Yeah, you and your Jeep Cherokee are threatened by eighteen people standing on standing on Broadway. Right. I mean, I mean, I know things like this are situational. They could be like you know, and everybody protests. Ain't you know? I mean, there's violent protests too. Right. I mean, we and it, that's part of the. I don't want to say part of the game, but that's part of. Yeah. That's that comes with the territory, but you know, most people aren't like that. Right. And I know those are the people that get highlighted or lowlighted or whatever you want to call it to try to. Undermine the actual meaning of the protest. I mean, it's one thing like you going down the street, you know, they were protesting or about to protest, and the people in front of you. And let's say, uh, I mean, let's do, let's do a situation thing. You go okay. down the street, it's a uh, Black Lives Matter protest, and you might just happen to have like a Trump, a Trump twenty twenty tag or something Trump on there, or, flag or, or wedding, uh, American flag hanging off your truck. But you wouldn't. That would be a situation you weren't necessarily going down that street because you knew they were there. But you know that's gonna set them off. So next thing you know, they, they see that, and a lot of people are angry. They start fucking up your truck, you know, breaking the windows and stuff. Like that. I get pulling off there. Yeah, I get that. And you know, you just say, I mean, you got to you have to defend that, saying, well, you know, I didn't know that. I just have to go down that street. Da 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 da. I mean, that's just hey, y'all fucking my car up. And if I get out, y'all might fuck me up. I gotta get out of there. Yeah, it's and most if you don't back up. Yeah, if you go into reverse, they'll move. So I mean, you know, people gotta understand. At the same time, you might not like how somebody's views are and such and such, but you gotta be at least smart enough to say, you know, just because you don't, we disagree. I can't accost you. You know, right? 
tearing your property and shit like that. I mean, it's human decency at this point. It's, I mean, I know people, you know, people loot and shit too. But you know, I'm just saying. I'm talking about you sitting in your car, kind of thing. You know, and to a point, it's like you know, just hey, people on both sides, human decency kind of comes in. But you know, if people start cussing at you, you because of you, shit happens. It's all wrong. But don't make a law where you, you know, anybody can use that to their right. <laughs> it's Oklahoma. It's loop, this loophole central yeah, around here. I mean, somebody would just use that to say, oh, well, I ran them over because this other thing. But you do, you came there for a reason. Right. So, man, this, here at the Vicious and Delicious Podcast, man, we are trying to advocate human decency and respect for one another. At the same time, we don't care about the people. <laughs> I don't know what it's called. <laughs> but we don't regret it. Uh, that was a joke, y'all. I'm not being serious. We do care about human decency and all that great stuff. And no Especially when it profits me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously. Though. Yeah, we care about people. No matter what side of, you know, as long as you're not a super racist, you know, we can, we can give you some sort of pass. So yes, because. Sometimes. Because, you know, as we know, I'm relentless when it comes to that shit. <laughs> yes, yeah. Okay, we're going to move over to some lighter news. Uh, uh, Robin, let's you take care of you're the, you're, you're the NBA guy, so. All right, so this past Thursday, seven-time NBA All-Star Lamarcus Aldridge shockingly had to retire due to issues with an irregular heartbeat. Man. Now, now if you now if you really pay attention to Lamarcus's career, he actually had issues with his heart earlier in his career that we actually thought were fixed through medication and through surgery. Mm. But coming up, actually, I want to say that. So last Saturday, he played in the Lakers Nets game, and he played about twenty five minutes. I think he scored about twelve points, whatever. And he said he was he was feeling kind of sluggish, kind of down. And he found out that he really said his heart his heart rate got to like dangerously low to the point that he almost died. And he checked himself in, got himself checked out, and then he told the Nets what was going on. They were like, okay, you know, go get that taken care of. And then he found out the severity of it, and so he decided to call it a career now before, you know, things got out of control. He had, like, a Hank Gathers situation, and, you know, that's still tragic. R.P. Hank Gathers again, and so he announced his retirement because he perfectly, his quote was, I put my career, everything, forever, so it's time to put my health and my family first, and that's how he called it a career. So, I mean, from what he said, it was always a risk. Yeah. I mean, you've got a heart problem, heart murmur, heart arrhythmia, I mean... You can, I mean, you can treat that, but it's always going to be an issue. I mean, you just have a bad heart. I mean, that's just, right. And think he played fifteen years with that. Yeah, I mean, he could have. I mean, he could have dropped dead. He could have right. You know, because and fifteen years is one of the best players in the league. So yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think his legacy as far as the player will always be solid. You know. Um, he didn't. He didn't have any chance. No, I think this year would have been his best he shot. Would, at yeah, winning. with Brooklyn. Yeah. So I mean, even if they do win, I'm sure he'll get one. Yeah, he should get one. Yeah, yeah but of course, because that would be. Yeah, but uh, you know, this year's in Portland. You know, he was an, he was an elite player. Yeah. San Antonio, he was still an all star. So he was late in his career. So he was nearing the end. Yeah. But at least he got to end it on his own terms, and it was like a Chris Bosh thing, where you know you can't play anymore because if you do, you'll die. Yeah. So he, at least he got to go out on his own terms, and I respect that. Yeah, hopefully, like you know, they'll respect his contract and hope you pay him out. Yeah, well, his contract's guaranteed, so he'll still get he'll yeah. still get salary for the year. And he already got the buyout from the Spurs, so you know he'll be okay. Yeah, man. Uh, shoot, like I said, I mean, a lot of and a lot of uh, athletes do the opposite of that. Like they risk their whole lives, and sometimes don't even tell people about these right. 
problems. Like, we already know about the NFL, like with concussions. Yeah, yeah, that. Other issues, you know, emotional. The scourge of the CTE, so. Yeah, man. So, I mean, I applied Marcus for doing that. Because, you know, he could have did the other thing and then possibly been a tragic event. So, right. Yeah, man. I mean, your health and your, I mean, that's the part, that was a part of your life, but your life after you retired. Yeah, you know, he has his family goes now. goes on, you know. I'm sure he'll be, still be part of the game, so, yeah. you know, he'll probably coach somewhere. Uh, or, you know, probably can still play at a lighter, like, at a lower pace. He just won't be able to play NBA basketball anymore. Yeah, I mean, you know, but health is wealth, man. Yeah, health is wealth, exactly. Everybody got an everybody got a, uh, expiration date, man. No reason to push it in. Yeah, don't push it up, yeah. yeah, yeah so. it's, it's sad, given, you know, him having to retire because of this and you know, his teammate in Portland, Brandon Roy, career ended early because his knees gave out on him. Yeah. Greg O never really got a chance to prove what he can do in the league. A lot of guys play hurt, and he got a lot of problems that he talks about. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah, life of a pro athlete ain't all glamorous. Yeah, man, you, you, you tear down your body every night. Yeah, it's, it's what makes people like Derrick Rose and people that, you know, fight through these injuries and still come back and still able to play. All the more inspired. Yeah, and obviously I'm biased towards Derrick Rose. Everybody yeah. knows, but... <laughs> That's your favorite player. That's my guy. So yeah, Zach right. But now it's Chicago, so it's yeah, yeah, yeah. You were you, a running thing. Yeah. But yeah, man. Uh, shout out to him, man. Like yeah, man. Take care of your family. Yeah, you know. That's, that's what matters. You had a good run, Marcus. Yeah, I mean, they cut that money off anytime they want. So yeah. right. Take care of the family. All right, y'all. That's a uh, kind of wraps it up for current events. Uh, we're gonna move uh, to my one of my favorite uh, segments of the show: the good old nerds, homies <laughs> united. Uh, we call this the let's call this the catch up wrap up or whatever. Right, a lot of things happen in this Updates. world too. Yeah. Uh, so as everybody knows uh, that we talked about last week, it was WrestleMania weekend, uh, two day shows, uh, Saturday and Sunday. Both uh, brands had their show pretty much, uh, uh, with uh, SmackDown being uh, Friday. Yeah, I mean Saturday and uh, and Raw being uh, Sunday. Mostly Sunday. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't catch anything NXT. I heard they had a good show. Yeah, they had a couple. Uh, they they had a two night show too. It was actually really good. Yeah, so they always bring it. So yeah, it was. I mean, it was, it's better. It's probably the better, the better brand. Yeah, it is. You know, it's about all the pop and circumstances people love. But anyway, uh, Rob, from uh, what is your takeaway from the uh, the show, the, the shows? All right, the well, whole weekend. I actually felt because you know, like I said last week, I really was only interested in one match, yeah. and I watched that live, and I liked the match. I obviously was disappointed in the result, but I understand it's cool. And that match is for those who didn't watch last week. They didn't watch. They didn't listen to last week's show. What's your problem? Right. Where you? Come on. Now. What's going Catch on up. with you? Catch is up. that the WWE Championship match between Bobby Lashley and my man Drew McIntyre? Mm-hmm. Now it was a really good match. Two you know two big horses that are athletic, putting in moves, and you know and it, it wasn't your standard WWE fair with two big guys crashing each other and hit a, right, a whole lot of resting moves. Hit a whole lot of rest holes. Hit twelve <laughs> finishes. You know, <laughs> you know that's kind of the standard these days. But these two dudes really came out opening match of the show, first match in front of a crowd in over a year. Yeah, and they really put they really put in the work. And you know especially for you know Lashley's what forty four. And you know he's still full time. He's you know he, we all we already talked about his credentials. Yeah, yeah. And he put it he put in the match. He looks great as champion. And obviously I'm a McIntyre fan, so <laughs> he don't have the shirt on this week. I don't have the shirt this week. I did consider it, but <laughs> had he won, I'd have been walking. I'd been marching down the street. But let everybody. Know. 
than everybody. <laughs> but, you know, he's consistently put in the work. You know, he basically carried the whole promotion through the whole, you know, empty arena and yeah, all that. Yeah, he did. Where he, where he basically put the whole show on his back and carried the company through a very tough time. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he got the, he got the really big pop that they were looking for. He he lost the match and looked strong in losing. He didn't look, you know, he didn't look dumb or he didn't look stupid. Like, like WWE likes to book baby faces to be idiots sometimes. So it looks like, you know, Lashley didn't really beat him. He choked him out. He couldn't pin him or anything. <laughs> Shout out to Hope. <laughs> and so, you know, I'm happy for that. And there were some other matches that I called over the course of the weekend that I really enjoyed. That they made, they made it an RA show. Yeah, uh, my takeaway from the whole thing was I was actually uh, I was pretty not pretty much not interested in that match, <laughs> right. but it actually ended up being okay. Um, and I was actually yeah I was actually surprised and actually did the logical thing with 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 the uh, finish. Right. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong; it's not a it's not a knock to Drew McIntyre or anything like that. It just seemed like what was the point to give Lashley belt? Just have him hold it for a couple of weeks. I mean, right. Give him a little bit more time. You know, let's see how this. And you know, Eric kind of messed up the whole uh, third business thing. Right. But let's, you, know, you know, he's earned it. You know, for you know, just for how long he's been in the game. So go ahead and just let him hold that belt for a little bit longer. But the match itself was good. Uh, besides that, the Let's just let's, let's talk about the whole show as a both shows as a whole. Um, that was a lot of it seemed like a lot of filler. Yeah, with no much. I mean, yeah, I mean you had to blame that on the booking and like the story wise. It was a lot of stuff you really wasn't that interested. In. Right, like other, other than Mandy Rose taking that bump, but then the tag team turbo match wasn't that important. Yeah, just like you know, they just threw that together. So like, yeah, they had the, the ladies tag team match. And the winner got to uh, face uh, Nia and uh, Shanna Baszler. Baszler for the belt. And uh, the winner of that match ended up being uh, Tamina and uh, Natty Not Hurt. Uh, Natty. And like, I'm like, okay, great. So in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, you got Natalie, who's always been the workhorse for the women's division, as far as like, you know, she always does the job for everybody. Right. She's always she the one that kind of people over. Put people over. And then you got Tamina, who's been in the game a long time. A lot of played with a lot of knee problems, a lot of injuries. So I'm thinking, okay, they're going to put the belt put, on. Give them that, give them that moment. This is going to be their, their reward for all this, you know. And, and, and so that's where I'm going. Don't get me wrong, Nia Jax is my boo. That's my baby. <laughs> right. My, my side woman. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, yeah, I like Baszler too. She's a great, she's a great worker. She works that, uh, that, uh, that the, the kind of uh, the MMA shooter style, kind of yeah, thing. yeah, really good, like a hooker kind of, you yeah, know, like a shooter, not, yeah, yeah, shooter, hooker, not the mean hooker. That's it's an old school, it's an old that's, school that's term, a yeah. term, but yeah, most people might not get that. But yeah, she works that, you know, and mean, and yeah, she works that angle great. And Nia's a bully, All right? So that's a, a dominant team, right? If if I was in a bar fight, I'd want Shane on my side, right? I would be on the side with them. But yeah, uh, I'm thinking the way they set it up with the, the whole tag team tournament, turmoil match the night before. You're right, you know, to make it, you know, it makes it even worse. You'll get one night to get ready for the champs. You would think they, so as you go, you you can guess, they didn't win the belt. The, no. The champs retained. Uh, the finish was 
I mean, it was okay. It wasn't memorable. I'll give you that much. I mean, it could like it been a lot memorable. You know, they let the meeting hit that splash and right. one, two, three, and then like she finally got over. And then they got the whole dynamic with Naya and her being friends, yeah, you know, pseudo family, yeah, and family, yeah. And she get over on her. I'm gonna say cousin. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, but they, they really screwed the pooch on that one, and I was like, man, okay. Then we move over to the man's tag team belt match was uh, New Day. And AJ and, and AJ and Amos. Amos, I, I almost called him Osa again. <laughs> Amos. What do you think of that? Well, to what, what? I mean, it really was a tactical match. Go ahead. I mean, AJ clearly did most of the work, obviously, yes. which was bound to happen. He's AJ Styles. Yeah. But I was—I mean, to, to see a guy his size, and he's actually not bad, actually. I mean, he's not great by any means. Yeah, I'm not, see, I gave—I gave Rob a look when he said he wasn't that bad. I mean, I'm not saying he's—he's he's a big guy. He's a big guy, which works perfectly. He's a big guy, which works perfectly for that company. OG Black Snowboys. <laughs> he know he's a big guy. That boss, he's a big guy. Yeah, exactly. You know. He has a stature, he has a presence, which is yeah. what they love there. Yeah. I'm not saying he's going to be the next, you know, Vader or, yeah. or you know, on the scale of big guys, it's like Undertaker good and Great Khali bad. And he's, he ain't scraping the bottom, but he ain't reaching the top either. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously still working with him. That was, that was actually his in-ring debut. It was. Yeah. And, yeah, so what, what Rob was saying, um, yeah, so they build a match. You know, we're finally going to see a Moss. And, I mean, from what I was already told, like, man, don't expect too much. Right, you know. But when I say don't expect too much, it was basically AJ versus uh, Kofi and uh, Woods. Yeah. Because Amas didn't even get into the match. Basically, like, like you said, AJ did all the heavy lifting. You know, he got his, you know, he, they did their spots and he did his spots. And, you know, that part of the match was okay. You know, AJ Styles is AJ Styles. You know, he's you know, he's, he's one of the guys. Yeah, the phenomenal flat earther, you know. Yeah. So, uh, we get to basically the point where everybody's waiting for. He finds, you know, he gets the hot tag to the Moss. Moss comes in and he basically, uh, I think he like throws like Kofi out or something. Yeah, you know, just a big guy. Separated Kofi then got to say, we gave him this, uh, he basically gave him, the, you know, like basically Great Khali's move. The choke bomb or what? Choke bomb. Just basically picked him up. Slammed him, yeah. Dropped him. And pinned him. That was it. Ooh, uh, and this guy's now a champion. Yeah, in his debut match, it's the I, I, I see him. I'm an old school fan, you know. I see it as like the the Shawn Michaels Diesel setup, you know. You got the little guy who's the worker and the big guy who just yeah, stands there and looks tough. He's, he's like charisma. Yeah, yeah I'm not saying he's Kevin Nash. I ain't never heard this guy talking yeah. nothing. I mean, I'm not trying to knock the guy, but he, he, I mean, he's just a big guy. He's a big and tall guy. I mean, he's basically a, a African American version of a. Great Khali. I mean, he's an ex-basketball player. Right, right. Yeah, I mean. So, obviously, he's more, more athletic than Khali. He just haven't got a chance to show you. Yeah, yet. I didn't was, see something. I mean, I was like, that was like back when, you know, Braun Strowman first showed up yeah. with, the, with, the, with the black goat mask. And he was like, yeah, he's a big guy. Then he had to finally show you what he could do. What he could do, yeah. And, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, there's a, you know, you've got to be careful, especially, I guess, with somebody who's not as trained as a boss is. You know, uh, you know, you can't have him do too much and end up hurting somebody. But at the same time, you know, he should. He had a long time to get ready. At least to be, you know. But you know, just one two moves, you know, made him look super strong. Yeah, you know what they love there. Yeah, that's okay for kids. But me, I was like, man, that's whack. He's, you know, he's just big for no reason at this point. 
especially for a guy like AJ and Kofi and Woods, who guys who can actually work. Right, and, he's just a big cumbersome person to me. I mean, wrestler. I don't know if I want to call him wrestler. He's just, I mean, I wouldn't call him a worker. Bad Bunny had a better showing. Than, yeah, that's a the, yeah. Get on that match, okay? Well, let's just talk about that. Was another dud. And we had, you know, we had the Bad Bunny, um, Damian Priest, Damian Priest versus uh, Miz and Morris. Yeah, and you know they build it up. You know, and I was the main one saying, "Why the hell is you know Bad Bunny in this thing? I don't want to see Bad Bunny." But from he, what he I impressed. from before, before well, actually that was the day after. But you know, he after well after we found out, I found out from they did a whatever that little show before the show with uh, Randy Orton. And he's like, yeah, he was actually out the, there twenty four the WWE twenty four seven. Yeah, yeah, he was he he showing up. He, center, he, like, yeah. he Three hours and then taking he, bumps every day. Yeah. So he got he got to where he needed to be, and I think like we used to put him in like maybe the top ten of outside performers who came to WrestleMania and actually showed up and actually put on a good match. It's him, LT. LT. Uh, I thought Mayweather did a good job. Yeah, given what it was. Yeah. But yeah, he he, he 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 surprised me, and you know he actually. Hey, he has a lot of respect for the business. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he. That's the thing about celebrities. Randy Orton gave him like the biggest praise you can ever get. Yeah, from a guy his stature. He, he respected the game, and he's not like other celebrities just come in here and get their check and don't care about. The, yeah, it was, it was a great, it was a shining, shining moment for yeah. him and for Damian Priest, who's who's for who's a big guy who's a really good worker. Like I don't know if you ever seen him work before. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta check him out some more. I mean, I like the first time I saw him was uh, Rumble. Yeah, like because you know like. Before he's in NXT, he was a Ring of Honor, and I'm a Ring of Honor fan. So see, I would never knew. <laughs> see, he was he was really good there, you know. And that's the kind of place where the actual grapplers work. So you yeah. know, so, they're not really about gimmicks and stuff. So shout out! I mean, hey, he got to be on WrestleMania. Yeah, that's a good look for him. Yeah, yeah. Barely, I mean, yeah. His, 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 most his, most TV yeah, his main his main roster match was at WrestleMania. So that's great. So I now I would do that match, you know, like the Great B or something. Like yeah, that. it was better. Than, I mean, maybe because of who was going in there and then actually. Exceeding expectations. Yeah, and plus Miz and Morrison did make him look good. Yeah, they just gotta give them their props too. Like Morrison, let him hit that uh, Canadian destroyer. Yeah, man. And, and, and Morrison, I think Morrison needs uh, at least a chance at a belt, man. Come on. He's way he's way better than just me as a sidekick. Yeah, man. I mean, I guess it's a switch over because he's the other way around. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He was supposed to be the star, and Miz was supposed to be Marty Jannetty. Right, but they got great chemistry. Yeah, because you tell they're good friends. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they're real friends. But yeah. Uh, and then what else? Uh, is there any other matches worth talking about? I mean, we don't really have to talk about this. Shane Strong had a match with Shane. Shane jumped off of something high up and missed. Okay, we got that. That's Shane's right. thing. Obviously, the, the, the women's gimmick, title match. Gimmick cage. Yeah, the gimmick the cage there. match. Obviously, the women's title matches. Women's title match. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I did not watch the. Uh, oh, no, no. Yeah, I did. I think I did. Because I, I, I got overshadowed by. Uh, the main event, which yes. was uh, Bel Air and uh, Sasha, Sasha, which was a great match. That what I, parts I saw because for some reason my stream went and I didn't get to see all of it because that's Peacock for you. Yeah, so but yeah, it was a poignant moment. So we'll give that match an automatic eight. I think oh, I mean I give it eight mine because they were breaking character a lot. Yeah, like you can tell they were. You tell what the actually the outcome was going to be, but yeah. we didn't care. So we, we, know. we, you know, it's for the culture. So we, yeah, we, you know, whatever. Let's um, move forward to uh, Oscar and Rhea Ripley. Oscar and uh, yeah, Ripley match. I thought 
Sunday, that, that stole the show. Yeah, Sunday was kind of a down show. I think people were really, really too hyped over the main event, which was to me. But that was actually a really good match with layers and actual moves and stuff going on. It made sense. Told a story, exactly. Yeah, and, uh, and you know, we, uh, like I said, shout out to, uh, <laughs> shout out to uh, uh, WTO, which is right. where most of these conversations happen. Right, in, right. In the uh, comment section and the, uh, the, the, uh, um, the message board, message messenger. Yeah, you know, group chats, all group that. Group chats yeah. and all that. But yeah, man, they were really. But anyway, I was talking up that match, match as much as I could because let's face it, Austin is probably, aside from maybe Charlotte and Sasha, the four horsewomen or whatever they call them. You yeah. know, those are probably the best female talent they got. Yeah, you know, so as far as like. The main roster, yeah. As far as the people that have been there. And I think we're running a lot of young ladies now that got. Potential, but was just, you know, she's up there with that. Right. And yeah. she always shows up for, you know. Yeah, she, she's a big money player. Every night. You yeah. Know, Monday, pay per view, whatever. Back when she was on SmackDown, you know, Fridays. Yeah. But yeah, man, she, she, she needs more. I mean, she has strap. She had strap for a while, but she needs her roses now, I would say. Right. You know, give her a big win to WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, Ripley, uh, I was impressed with her. Uh, she looked good in the ring, you know. She's actually, you know, she. You can tell Austin was calling the match, but you, yeah, yeah, she was calling spots, but yeah, but yeah, she, I mean, she, she, she didn't really lose a miss a beat, and you know, she showed a lot of poise and like you know, a couple, you know, technical moves she did. I was really impressed that she pulled them off and it looked clean, you know. So she's basically, you know, that's probably the reason why they put the strap on. Yeah, I mean, because I was a little worried when she came up. Yeah, because you know that that initial fear of oh god, they didn't call her up. Now she's about to get ruined. Yes. With the strap a rocket to and put the belt on her at WrestleMania, especially after what they did to her last year. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. But yeah, shout out to her for getting that. I give that I'll give that match like a I'll give it a, a B plus. Like I said, it was probably the match of the night. Um right. okay, let's talk about <laughs> speaking of, you know, Randy Orton, let's talk about the theme <laughs> RKO match. Now, this like I said, if y'all were watching the show and you know I really was, but I kinda knew how they were building that. Fiend's been gone for months, so they stick in uh, Alexa, Alexa Bliss to uh, kind of be his conduit. You conduit. Know. So she's, you know, she's looking like Harley Quinn from Hell, and you know, she's changed her whole thing, and she's like, she's been doing that for almost a year. Yeah, like she's honestly, been, the they've been, build, they been building up for like a year. Yeah, this Orton Bray Alexa thing's been going on for at least yeah, so, nine months. So. Right. So you know. Want to pay off since we haven't seen the fiend like he show up and then, like, you know, do his thing while I'm behind you, pop, disappear, yeah. lights go off. So, I mean, we get to the match, uh, pop and circumstances there, you know, um, which he expected for WrestleMania. So, Alexa comes out with a toy box and the fiend pops out of the toy box, and you know, okay, great, we got we got we got props and stuff, you know, I mean, at least it's the match wasn't pre taped, and yeah, <laughs> and like, like, like last a TV year. show, but yeah. I mean, I thought that was fun. I finally watched that match for the first time. Like, it was weird. The day before. Yeah. Time, he was like, you tripped out because he's never been done like that. Yeah. But anyway, you know, the match itself, and he did it all in the damn red light. I fucking hated that. It reminded me of, remember when Kane first yeah, got there? Yeah, all the shit was in the red light. It had the red light, but eventually they had to drop it because you couldn't see any damn yeah, thing. Uh, turn the lights off. Right, like you, the first time you had the crowd, and first time you had the crowd I mean, in a year. You for a minute, then once you kept working, turn the lights off. I mean, that was turkey. If anything, turn them on. Turn them on when Orton starts to make a comeback. Yeah, something like that. That way, you can indicate that you know Orton's coming back. So yeah, they had that, and then like I said, he came out the toy box or whatever it was, 
Jack in the Box. Jack in, yeah, Jack in the Box. Jack in the Crack, if you've seen Minutes. But, I mean, you know, I mean, the match itself was, you know, basically, I mean, Randy, Randy and Bray got a great in-ring chemistry, so they really played well off each other. Uh, the match was, you know, it was, it was basically the same kind of stuff they always do. Yeah, I, I feel it was better than their match at WrestleMania 33. Possibly. Yeah, because that wasn't a good match at all. Even the build for that was bad. It was just... They, I think they dropped the ball once more than one to Rumble that year, but I digress on that. But. I mean, the match itself was okay. It was the part that fucked it up was the finish. The finish, and that so, happened a lot. Like I said, it's been maybe. a week, so we can go ahead. I mean, yeah, you ain't seen it. You ain't seen whatever. Spoilers, I mean, you probably don't got Peacock, but who the fuck wants Peacock? Yeah, but yeah. So the ending of the match is like Bray's, you know, got big comeback, and uh, all of a sudden. Yeah, you see Alexa Bliss on top of the jacket the box, and like her outfits change, and like she's bleeding, like it's a little bleeding collar thing on her. Yeah, and and the Venus mesmerized about looking at her, and then boom, you know, one RKO, turn your uh, RKO, RKO out of nowhere. One, one two, two, three. three. All right, so you're like, okay, what the hell just happened? You know, we waited for this all this long, and this is the defense we got. Boo, and then like you know. It just kind of that was it. Like they kind of looked at, like they kind of looked at it. But yeah, we're looking at it, and then the, the thing went black. Yeah, and then they were gone. And we just felt like, okay, nine months of nothing. What the hell? Is what, the, what? What does that even mean? Now I didn't watch Monday, so I don't know if there's any story after that. There was. It's actually it was a where it looks like the temp is going towards a Bray Alexa feud now. Yeah, where Bray was in Bray was like the you know the Mister Rogers character again, and she had like the other part of where she was kind of the fiend. Now it's so it's really confusing. It's so, so you have the, the male, they can't have a match. So what they're gonna have, I didn't know how WWE did intergender matches. It's stupid, super stupid, stupid, stupid. All right, uh, are we missing before we get to the main event? Are we missing anything? Um, of importance, not really. No, that was actually the SmackDown before. Oh, okay. The the SmackDown tag titles didn't actually make it to WrestleMania. Like I said, it was that kind of WrestleMania. It's like that forgettable. Yeah. It wasn't a terrible show, but it's not. I don't think it'll end up in one of the great shows of all time. So. Let's go. Okay, let's let's get to the main event. The main event, of course, everybody knows. But well, well, of course, everybody knows is the champion Roman Reigns versus the returning Edge. Who won the Royal Rumble? You know, you know, comeback story of the year. And for some reason, they pigeonholed Daniel Bryan to the match because he felt a certain way. Not yeah. It, okay, this is the thing. This is not a knock to Daniel Bryan. This is not to the way they fucking build the match. Okay, you got this whole thing with Edge. You know, ten years after the game, nine years or whatever after the game, broken freaking neck or your neck surgery. Like after spinal you, stenosis. Spinal, yeah. Shouldn't came back. Okay. Sound like Mike Tyson's spine. Yeah. He comes back, has a couple matches with Randy, then he has the big WrestleMania thing. Boom, boom. Was it WrestleMania first? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. WrestleMania first, then he had a couple matches with Randy. And, and then, like, were, the greatest match ever. Yeah. Yeah, but. Okay, so he ended up, you know, he's the number one contender, and he finally chooses to go after Roman Reigns for the, uh, the Raw Championship. Boom, boom. Um, so. They should have just left it at that. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it's not a knock to Daniel Bryan. We, I mean, you know, we as fans didn't need Daniel Bryan in that match. 
And and I say this as a huge damn Brian fan. I think the thing was that the the whoever the bookers or whatever got to like, like you know you know they don't want Edge to take the pen. We, or, or I don't think they was like I don't think Edge can go that long. Maybe Edge was. Oh, they had some kind of doubts into like. Yeah. But anyway, they throw they throw Daniel Bryan Monkey Wrench into the situation. Because they had the little Reigns Bryan story from yeah, after the Rumble. Yeah. So they, they had him, and then okay, then it all gets all all weird because Edge is supposed to be the babyface. Yeah. And then in some parts, you know, uh, uh, Bryan Daniel Bryan too, and of course Roman Reigns is the heel. But then they make this weird ass switch. I know I'm sounding like a cornet right now. They make this weird ass switch now that. Well, God damn! <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the fucking fucking fuck! <laughs> that's, that's my cornet. Well, the little one the fucking pony. Fucking bullshit, that's what it is. <laughs> uh, so they make this fucking switch with Edge's character where he just goes berserk on everybody. So now he's crazy Edge. Right, you know? which is if you're an old school fan or not even an old school fan, but if you, if you're watching her in Edge's room, which is what you want to see from yeah. Edge. I don't know. And not, it's not, almost not impossible. The they build. They could, I mean, they're going to do that. They could have started that way. They could have started off that way. And it just seems awkward at that point. And, anyway. it's, and it's almost impossible to boo Daniel Bryan anyway. Yeah, so. So. Anyway, Ed has this, like, so he's not even really the babyface in this situation anymore. He's just kind of the wild card, I guess like, you, should call, you can call that. Yeah, which makes sense if you start off that way. Okay, and then the match itself, I mean, I mean, three way matches, when you really look at them, they're kind of a mess. It's a delicate balance. It's, it really is. I mean, like, the the best one they ever had, and we really can't talk about it for obvious reasons, that's the formula they pretty much all follow now. I mean, you can talk about it. I mean, we can, but I mean, they can't talk about oh, it. Oh, right, right, right. I mean, like, the, the, the Benoit, Triple H, Shawn Michaels match from WrestleMania 20, that's the best one they've ever had. Yeah. And so that's the formula they always follow. The, you know... Yeah, but you can't do that with everybody. Can't do that with everybody. Not everybody can play that role. And you can't make it always interesting. No. I mean, like, that's why it's just lighting in a bottle. It worked with them. It worked with, um, ironically, with Daniel Bryan and WrestleMania 30. But it's, like... It's it's a very delicate balance. Right. You can't just throw three guys in that situation yeah, every time. Same thing. Right. So yeah, you get the okay. The match itself, like I said, for me, like and then like the whole thing with WTO people. I was like, they were sitting there boosting that match. I'm like, man, this match is trash. I mean, I'm, I'm. I mean, everyone knows how I'm not a Roman Reigns fan. Even, I mean, even, I wouldn't even like hating on him. I thought the match itself was fine, but it was just a mess. Yeah, but I don't. I don't know if it. And, and, and we forgot, I forgot to mention this part about the match. It's, yeah, it's, 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 there's no DQ. It's, so a, it's basically a street fight, so they're not even really wrestling. Yeah, it's, it's a triple threat match. So. You know, but you know, it's basically sloppy. You're having a sloppy match, like you. It's, Especially you know, with two guys, know. the quality of Edge and Brian. So right, and you got you technical people to be technical, and that's another thing. Maybe think, okay, well, you know, they don't have that much faith in Edge because they have to make you worry. Or he put, you know, you know. Items and you know right. tables and chairs and that stuff and people get all you know get a hard on for you know that kind of shit but yeah I mentioned that that means there ain't gonna be a whole lot of wrestling going on right you know especially and for this era where we care about ring work yeah I mean but you, get, you still got a triple threat and it's basically like you're just gonna go around the ring and get into shit and then it's gonna be two guys fighting one guy's always laid yeah, out and then like and then he pops up and gets the guy who's on top and then that shit's come back it, it's, yeah. it's the same. Boiled down structure they always use. Yeah. Nothing new. And the match itself, I mean, don't get me wrong, nobody 
fucked up or anything. Just, no botches or anything like that. It just upset me how people were so into it. Like, this is not that good. It, it's the, you know who it is? It's the people who are really big fans of the people yeah. that are involved in the match. And I'm just saying, like, man, I was like, I was, cause I was just like, hey, Oscar, the Oscar match was the best match. Like, nah, nah, it, this was like, what are y'all watching? This is, like you, <laughs> how is this good? You love Daniel Bryan, you love Roman Reigns, I mean, you my, love Edge. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my favorite part, I mean, the coolest spot in the whole thing when, when Edge uh, gave, basically gave him the Crippers cross face. Right, and Bryan came in. And then, like, he grabbed a little piece of chair and used it. That was good. Then Daniel Bryan put, put his, uh, the yes lock on him, or, he still called it yes lock. It's a yes lock, yeah. Went back to calling it the, uh, I don't think they call it a little bell lock the anymore, bell. but I think they still call it a yes lock. Yeah, I mean that was the coolest spot because it looked like it hurt, right? You know, like, Especially for a guy that's Roman size, you know. And then, like, I guess you could tap out. I guess give up, right? Yeah, I mean it's, yeah, it's like I mean you can't with two people with yeah, who gets voice, the submission, so right? So anyway, I mean it's like one of those spots from the way. And then I guess the finish was kind of black. The double pin, which I thought was going to lead to an angle that they were going to be like, oh, well, technically, Edge was on top of Brian when the pin happened. So, yeah, I mean, it just made Roman look stronger. Right, which is, of course, their thing. thing. Which, speaking speaking of Roman, it made me think of what happened last night. Seth Rollins and Cesaro. Seth Rollins and Cesaro. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. And bit. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Okay, so Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn with uh, one of the Paul brothers... I, I one. Whichever one's the least, the less of a douchebag. It, it was not the, the boxer one. Not the boxer one. It's the one, the one that saw the dead body. So they had uh, Kevin. <laughs> Kevin said they had a match. Kevin won like he always does. Yeah, that's it. All right. I'm, I've mean, always wanted to see that match at WrestleMania. I just thought it would mean more. Maybe that's just me being me was, being along. I mean, was it a bad match? No, because no, they speaking of great chemistry, they're yeah, they've been doing it for years. Yeah, they they probably their first match is probably against each other. So. Yeah, they've been doing it in in, 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 in Salvation Army. Every, <laughs> every step of their way, they've been yeah, together. So yeah, but yeah, I mean, decent match. You know, do you care? Not really. I mean, is for fans, going, is it going anywhere? No, no. Like he's Kevin Owens with like, the contender. Hey, you guys are pretty good together. Let's just do something. Yeah, you know, we, feel some, we can depend on y'all to have a decent match. Y'all, some, y'all some good hands. Get yeah, out there. Hey, here's a WrestleMania moment. Yeah, Seth Rollins and Cesaro. That's actually a really great match. Yeah, it was a great match, and then like you know, it is kind of bittersweet because I think Cesaro should have been in some kind of title picture years ago. Honestly, years ago, and this being Seth Rollins at WrestleMania is okay. That's nice, but it should have been something on the line besides just. I beat Seth Rollins. Right, you know, Seth Rollins is just getting back. Like yeah. at this point, he's not Seth Rollins the the main eventer. He's Seth Rollins making like his husband. I don't know about all that. I I'm not. I don't I mean to downgrade far. him like that. I would go that far. I mean, maybe I don't like Seth Rollins, but it's like you know the aura of Seth Rollins isn't the same anymore. I don't know. I think and I kind of blame that on the whole Red Mysterio feud taking forever. But I think he's still the man. I just think they kind of they ain't got really nothing they, for him to do right they now. Just, they just still left him as Triple H. 3.0. Right, they you know, really like, had to put that whole side thing on. That was kind of dope. Right, I mean, like, because it, it's harder to do in a harder to do in this kind of climate too. So, I mean, I think he could have got a better character than that. Maybe I don't know who the idea that was. Hopefully, it wasn't his, but I, you know, come up with something better. Yeah, I, who knows? But, I mean, he's still, I think he's still solid for ring you know, as far as his work. But yeah, Shaz Cesaro, that was a great match. Uh, and it looks like he's going to be. I wish I would have said. Well, we should would have got that on t- that that spot they tried to do on the top row, but you know so it failed. It, it failed, yeah. But that's the only down part. I think that was going to be really cool to look at. But yeah, yeah, it was a it was a good match. Uh, B. Yeah, and it looks like Cesaro's going to be Roman's next opponent. So 
Okay, so that's, I mean, that's just good news. I, I'll take that. But I, I don't see him winning. But I don't yeah. think he'll win, but it's good to see him in that spot. Give him some. Come on, W. Give him some. Yeah, y'all, y'all drop the ball. Talk, y'all talk him up all day, but never do anything with him. Right. He's like the hacksaw Jim Duggan. Yeah. <laughs> Hell, hacksaw won a title a few times. Oh, well, that's it. Well, I'll take that. All right. Uh, so we're talking about WWE. And, and, uh, anyway, well, okay. Well, uh, let's say this first. What would you, all together, what would you rate WrestleMania? Uh, was it 57? 37? 37. 37. 37. Okay. I guess on a scale of A to F, I'd give it a, I'd give it a solid B. Yeah, I would give it a C plus, B minus. Yeah, you know, it's probably the same. I think the highs outweigh the lows. So. I think it could have been a lot better. I think it could have been done a lot better. But that's what everybody says they're wrestling. But I just think this one was like really flat. It really was. It didn't have the it didn't have the feel of a WrestleMania. Yeah, it didn't have the celebrity feel. It didn't have the, it was no flair. Um, um, I guess we uh, the uh, class of uh, the Hall of Fame class is pretty good. Yeah, like they, they combine the two together. Yeah, so I'll give it. I mean, Your man I'll, Big Dave will get in eventually. I'm so glad the people who got in got in. So congratulations to them. Um, in other WWE news that just came out, uh, we had another big firing uh, firing squad happening in WWE. Yeah. Um, let's see uh, who all. You do a rundown of who, uh, as of April fifteenth. No longer employed. Or as of, endeavored. Yeah, of the the newest addition to the future endeavor list. <laughs> include uh, some guys who basically have been kind of straggling for a while. Like right, was on the wall. Yeah, like Mojo mm-hmm. Raleigh. He's kind of really. Nobody's gonna miss Mojo. No, I mean being friends with Grant was pretty much a guy that kept him his job. Right. And uh, a guy like Wesley Blake, who who's a talented guy, but. Always had a roadblock, and this time it was the Jackson Riker shit with the racist ass tweets. Yeah, who, yeah, yeah, even though, man, which which is messed up. The guy who made the tweets, he the one guy, he the one kept the job. The other two guys got fired. Yeah, so lacking. Yeah, whatever. Um, who had else? Nothing to do with tweets, though. Yeah, I mean, veteran like Mickey James, who more than likely really wasn't doing anything. Really wasn't anything. really doing anything. She'll probably go to the NWA to work with her husband. Sure. She'll probably go to the NWA and work with her husband. Who, who's her husband is Nick Aldis. Oh, right. Yeah. But the, the ones we all noticed, the big ones. You're going to miss that chick. Probably. <laughs> the big signings are obviously the big. Well, oh, signing. you've got Tucker from uh, Heavy Tucker Machinery. from Heavy Machinery. Yeah, RP. Which is kind of. Which is kind of. They were a good tactic. Yeah, they did nothing with them. It was just They had the breakup angle that went nowhere. Yeah, they they messing up Otis. Otis, they had Otis who was really over. Shot him over to the moon and pulled him away from Then him. turned him like, heel. Like he farted yeah. in a meeting or something. Yeah, turned him heel and teamed him up with Dolph Ziggler. Now he's with uh, um, um, another guy that he don't use. Who's got the All-American dude? Tag A guy who should definitely be used way better. guy. Yeah, another guy who should be used. I do enjoy that. I do enjoy Oh, it's Instagram. Him and Chad was working out. So yeah, that's funny. That's some funny stuff. Yeah. Oh, we did forget another match. Traker. <laughs> he's definitely from the Midwest. You can tell he's from the Midwest. Yeah. We did forget a match. Sheamus and Matt Riddle. Oh, you know what? That was actually a good match. Yeah. Uh, you know. Uh, and I'm not the biggest fan of either guy, but. They actually, yeah. That was better than most of the matches that night. Yeah. It was probably like the third. Uh, it, was, it was on Sunday, right? Yeah, it was the second day match, yeah. Yeah, Third best match that night. Man. So shout out to Sheamus, still still winning titles at this stage of his career. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean, he's like a undercover goat, like with all the belt. He got yeah. held on with their depth. Yeah, the only thing he hadn't had is an intercontinental title. Yeah. So so shout out to that match. Um, 
And the dude, he did good too. Yeah, bro. <laughs> His WrestleMania debut. Yeah, he did good. Actually, the, some I don't of the, like the little scooter thing comes out. That's, that's dumb. Um, but it's going back to the um, releases. Release, yeah. uh, we talked about Tucker. The biggest, obviously, the biggest is the one that, that really hurt everybody. Is the releases of both the Iconics, Billy Kane and Peyton Royce, yeah. and of course, wrestling legend Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe, come on. Man. Who, for years, everybody has wanted to go to WWE. All oh, Samoa Joe versus this guy. Samoa he never Joe. got to He got, he had the title feud with AJ. He had like the two title matches with Brock, yeah, he is, uh, but he yeah. never won. Okay. And I and I don't know about you, I always wanted the Brock versus Samoa Joe feud. I thought that'd be nice. I thought that'd be great. Just the guy, two guys like that. That yeah, he can he can go toe toe. Yeah, that, you can get him. Be you can get you can get him forty five and see they probably tear it up. And in his in Joe's case, personally, I feel like he wanted to wrestle again, and they probably wouldn't clear him. What is his injury? Concussions? I don't know if it's concussions or some shoulder injuries. You know, he's been in the game a while, so you know, yeah. it started to get broken down a little bit. But he's still got some gas in the tank. He's not, he's not washed. Yeah, I, just, I mean, I'm just, I'm worried. I'm not worried, but I'm just wondering where he's going to go. I really don't want to see him in, you know, in AEW. Well, you know what? I would take him. I was actually thinking of like, you know, Ring of Honor and those kind of. He probably, I feel he probably go back there for a little bit yeah. till he got. A I would actually deal. like to see him in AEW if anywhere. Yeah, but I think AEW. I mean, we're talking about wrestling in WWE. Right? I think AEW needs to get their shit together as far as everything over the fuck book. Like, we don't need a thousand. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. Really screwed <laughs> AEW st- is still just a year and a half old. So yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's really screwed. And they didn't have history. Who gives a fuck what happened three months ago? Right. <laughs> like, months. You're still young, you know. And obviously, like, I'm a big Iconics fan. I yeah, thought I, I thought they were gold. Yeah, they, they brought comedy to, to a... Really to a, a division flat. that... Division that really flat. didn't exist, so... I mean, all the best team teams on NXT. Yeah. In the, they, they, came from, yeah. they came from NXT. They made, I mean, you know, oh, it's goofy, but yeah. Well, well, That's the point. Y'all, y'all weren't paying attention to matches before. And, and plus, they're like goofy, like arrogant heels. That yeah, it's, it's supposed to be silly. I like the tire runs. Yeah, you know, you got to you be joking me and all that shit and yeah. making fun of Kayla Braxton all the time. I mean, they got, uh, they got Bailey trying to be funny, and it's like, ugh. Speaking of which, how can she not have a match? Man, I don't know, man. Because, that, like, they're ruining her with that character, man. Cause speaking of somebody who cares, ding dong, where the fuck does she go? Yeah, there's like the TV whole shit she doing. Who gives a fuck about that? Yeah, and I'm a Bailey fan, so. I mean, if you want to make her heal, that's a better way to make. It. I mean, I like it when she's being annoying or something. Yeah, like a little cartoony show. Yeah, like I thought, I thought y'all turned a heel to make her grow up a little I mean, bit. She, yeah, she was better. When, I mean, I liked it when she had the belt. She was being a heel. Yeah, you know, she was like the. That she talked. I'm better than you. I yeah, you, you know, she thing. she kind of manipulates Sasha and yeah, taking great. losses for her and shit. Yeah. Little, I mean, it's, it's a stupid, right? Stupid gimmicks, man. It's, it's 2021. Yeah. Well, you know it ain't me, so. It's stuck in the 90s with this shit. Yeah. If you don't like the way I book shows and you still like this, <laughs> it's a you problem. So, I mean, so in a lot of cases, I feel like these dudes, are, and women, obviously, yeah. they can go other places and still be viable. I feel like. Probably Murphy and Cutler will go to Impact. Yeah. Probably Tucker will go. Somewhere. Yeah, Tucker will probably go to the Indies. Mickey James will, like I said, go to the NWA. If there still is NWA by the time the show is over. And, you know, the Iconics are probably, her husband is in AEW, so that's probably an end for her. Yeah. So, I mean, there's places for them to go. So, I know. I mean, I, they might come back later on. Yeah, they might come 
to come out down the line, you know, because you know all the people, oh, well, they just signed a WWE region. Like, where the hell else they going to get people? Go overseas. Yeah, I mean, like, if Joe went to the New Japan, I'd be cool with that. Man, oh yeah, I didn't even think about that. That'd be awesome. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. So WWE's firing people, and they are writing. I mean, it's basically WWE. <laughs> yeah, which is I don't yeah. know how a company who who literally just made another billion dollars has to have to make budget cuts. Yeah, it doesn't. It's, it's, I mean, there's a lot of inside stuff that's really fucked up with WWE. Yeah, that's the treat their talent and like there's no union. Yeah, well, we can get into we can, that. We can yeah. have a whole show about that. You know, talk, I mean, there's a reason why so many people are disgruntled after leaving. Right, exactly. I, I totally understand. But let's go to a little bit more brighter news. Like I said, uh, we got on to WWE, but you know, like I said, this is Nerd Homes United se- uh, segment, so let's get to the real, the real, the real, real shit, the nerd stuff. <laughs> the nerd stuff. Uh, let's talk into uh, more of uh, business news. So, what's going on with Square Enix? Well, the rumor is that like Square Enix Japan said they're up for sale. That's what the rumor said. Now, early this morning, they came out and said it's not entirely true. They have a rumor going. Yeah. So, and as you know, with these things, in the middle is the truth. Right. So they probably threw out a few offers, and they just trying to see who who jumps first. Right. Because there's no way they didn't see how much Microsoft bought Bethesda for, and they thought like, well, we kind of get in on this. Yeah. And, and they probably will lean towards closer to Sony. And this is important because Claire, that is, for one, that is Final Fantasy Land. Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts, so. Um, I know, yeah, a lot of people like Kingdom Hearts. I mean, I was never a fan of it, but. But, you know, if it's me- if they're going to mess with my my Final Fantasy VII remake, we're going to have some problems. <laughs> right. Because, I mean, that, I mean that, that remake was real. Have you played it? No, I haven't played oh, it. Oh, man, it's a, it's a lot of fun. They take the turn base into actual like live. Oh man, it's great! Oh, he can go on for hours about this. So. Oh, man, it's great, it's great. And I, I mean, I love video games. It's just as as a, as an older man, I don't have with, with responsibilities. And, right, you know. I don't have the time to play like I really. Yeah, we have play. to work to buy the video games. You get tired, and, like, and then you don't have time to play. So you have the time. Like, uh, anyway, hopefully, because I think with, with Microsoft and the Bethesda thing, I think the Bethesda games kind of. Start sucking after that. Yeah, like what? It was all under cousin. I don't know. Anyway, hopefully, if they do get bought, they get bought out by you know, you know. Uh, I would, you know, I would actually like if Square got probably got bought out by uh, by Sony. Yeah, I would take Sony. Though I wouldn't be shocked if Nintendo came and made like a late off. You know that. You know that would be dope because you know that's so Square used to have, be bedfellows with a. With, uh, Nintendo. Yeah, that's why all the first games came out. Right, exactly. MES system. Yeah, so that'd be cool. That'd be, I mean, I'll take that. Um, moving on, moving on, moving on uh, to uh, the uh, weekly uh, Falcon Winter Soldier episode wrap up. Right. Um, episode you, five yeah, came you, out you, yesterday. You know the rules. If you haven't seen it yet, you if might you want to watch the show first. Well skip to maybe skip maybe a couple minutes and uh, miss that. You know, there will be spoilers. Um, I saw the episode yesterday. Um, I think probably like when I got home from work or something. Like and uh, my takeaway from the episode was it felt very climactic. Right. I would say anti-climactic. I would say climactic. But like I said, it's only episode five. We have another episode left, so they're gonna have to I guess cross all the T's and dot all the I's indefinitely in the next episode. There's still there's two dangling plot lines to go. Yeah, so. I mean it's still yeah. 
So if you you caught the episode, uh, we kind of find out uh, first of all what happened to uh, Zemo, right? After he fled the scene at <laughs> at the uh, what's this called U.S. agent now? <laughs> he got right, he, he, ain't, he ain't that no more. Yeah. So also, I I, I, could, I demand we get a Zemo show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. With a guy who just talks, he's very entertaining. Yeah, he's a very entertaining guy, yeah. Got, got, got that Loki vibe. Right, exactly. Got that. He make, he's a good villain. Yeah. He's a, he's a good villain. Um, he doesn't have to throw a punch to be a good villain, so yeah. Right, so... Um, like, we saw the aftermath of... Uh, <laughs> the U.S. soldiers going ape shit. <laughs> killing, on, killing that guy. In front of everybody. You're right. And I was, I was actually expecting more of a fight, but I guess it was kind of real. It kind of reminded me of the uh, Iron Man. Oh, the Tony, Tony, Cap, and, and Bucky uh, fight. Bucky fight. Cap but I think it was intentional, yeah. Yeah, so it, it was a real kind of nostalgic of that. Um, and the show Walker actually destroying Sam's suit. Yeah. Which, of course, leads to Torres becoming the new Falcon anyway. So and Bucky doing Sam a solid and helping him with the ship and yeah so yeah we got that and then like I guess he's not gonna be a, I was I was really I mean I'll be honest I was really wanting Captain America with the Falcon wings I think I think that's what's in the box I think they had him make him a, like a vibranium uh, Falcon suit hopefully something like that yeah. the man doesn't have any power. Right. I mean, we keep, I, I say that every episode. Every episode. And so, lots of him train with that shield where he missed a few times. I just don't see him like, you know, that's cool. You can throw the shield, but hey, listen, I can. Like I you, mean, you got you got to fly and shoot stuff. Right. I can shoot laser beams or, I'm, you know. Right. What are you going to do? You know, I can catch the shield. But, right, right. Took, like, took you 40 trials. Well, you can catch the shield. Well, he got a metal arm. He supposed to catch yeah, the shield. So. But I think that's cool. Then they kind of like got back to like his whole dynamic with the his his sister with his family. And then, like we had this whole <laughs> we had this whole kind of sequence of, uh, of them fixing the boat. Oh, it's like the eight, it's like the eighties fix it up montage. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah boat montage. Clear, where clearly Sam was uh not Sam Bucky was actually Bucky was trying to shoot a shot with Sam's sister. Yeah. So we're all friends now. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of funny. Okay. And obviously the of course the scene to me that touched the most was Sam going to visit Isaiah Bradley. Yeah, that was a good scene. Right, just to first get you backstory and no, help me out because I think I was trying to cook dinner at the same time, so I kind of <laughs> might maybe missed a couple of things. So the letters, the person that got Isaiah out of that was that uh, Betty. I want to say that was Betty. They didn't say who it was. They didn't say a name. Okay, 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 okay. I thought maybe I missed it, but that's what I was kind of thinking. They didn't say a name, but that's more. It's implied that it's Cap, and then he don't say she. Yeah, and it's like I mean that would be a great way to tie it together, right? And I still don't think I'm not even that sure Steve was aware of Isaiah Bradley ever existed. Right? Yeah, I don't think I I think that's something she picked up. You know, being Agent Carter, Peggy. You talking about? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. But yeah, I think the conversation they had was cool. Uh, it's still, you know, uh, Isaiah is always going to be kind of a tragic character. Yeah, just <laughs> you know, he still don't, don't feel any kind of like what? Yeah, you don't feel. He still, it still doesn't sit right with you. Right, so like a lot of like a lot of stories of black veterans and stuff. Right. Yeah, even, yeah. even with the, you know, even with the him picking up the shield, you still kind of feel kind of almost like selling out, kind of. Something. I mean, yeah. I mean, 
a little bit, but at the same time, it's you know, like I'm they said, trying to do this better, than right? You know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's, I mean, we gonna see. I'm glad they, they touched on that. And they came back to that. Um. Yeah, so like you know, just from hearing us talk about it, it seems like oh yeah, they're just kind of wrapping everything up. Right. Just, but like I said earlier, they still have yeah. two plot lines. But then you get kind of um, see if we miss some cool points. Oh, the uh, Zemo gets picked up uh, by the Dormelage. Dormelage, they I guess they take him from Connor. For some reason, I don't think he's gonna make it to a Connor. I feel like I feel like he's gonna escape. Yeah. And then they t- they tell Bucky, you know, you might not want to be in Wakanda for a while. while. Yeah. Which I don't know. But I guess you know that's gonna bring up something else. But you know, hopefully you get another glimpse of Wakanda because you can't. Everybody wants to know what the hell's going on there. Yeah. So nobody said, hey, you know. Uh, Nobody asked about the king. Yeah, they're, they're, like, they're very they're very secretive about that. Yeah, nobody even said how's the child. Yeah, like it's a high highness, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, there's no no word was spoke. That um obviously the revelation that Sharon hired Batrock to join up with the flag smashes. So I you know, I didn't even pick up on his name. I didn't know that was the leaper. Yeah. I only know because I know he's the, the I know you in the MMA so I know that's George St. Pierre right he was in the first episode I just thought he was over with yeah oh, like, you know he just got away he's a callback from Winter Soldier yeah I don't, did they, is it, was that the first time saying his name um I don't remember him saying it in the first episode I could have missed it there was a lot of soldier talk briefings yeah, yeah I think they mentioned him by name but yeah I, I missed I totally missed that so I didn't even know that was how do you know Marvel Combat Batrock the Leaper is a basically like a generic a B level cap villain, yeah. yeah. Generic kind of uh, for hire, kind yeah. Of you thing. know, Japanese villain, a lot of yeah. villains like that, so but it doesn't seem like he has any powers right now. He just seems like he just knows how to jump out of planes and shit. kick the shit out of shit. Yeah, he knows how to fight, yeah. yeah. Hopefully, they can give him some, some right. So, obviously, leg enhancements or something, yeah. Like, obviously, the him teaming mm-hmm. up with the flag smashers is gonna be the big finale point, and we yeah, you got the there's so it looks like the flag smashers have you. Actually, uh, recruited some American people. Yes, and they are deeper than we think. Deep, bigger than we think. Yeah. yeah. So we got a lot of followers into the whole little idea, ideal, ideology, ideology, which makes me ideology. wonder, like, because you know how Marvel does stuff. Yeah, I've done that butcher words in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> ideology. Right. You know how Marvel does stuff. They always have the connection to one of the main characters involved. So. And then, yeah, then we have uh, Irene showing up. Yeah. So that was like. So I'm guessing. I mean, whatever. I probably think is she the the, the power. Is she the power broker. Yeah. Giving Bucky Blake cards. And yeah. Uh, keep in touch. And, so. And then uh, yeah, but uh, he gets uh, uh, he gets fucking court martialed. Yeah. Loses all his he military benefits yeah. and all. Loses like. Basically, the United States government took a big old dump on it. Basically, he became Isaiah Bradley. Yeah, he's a, yeah. Yeah, we can't use the propaganda symbol anymore. We don't have no use for you. Lost his pension. Lost his pension. Yeah. Lost his best friend. Broke. Got his arm broke. And so, like we like we were saying before the show, like he was in his office, blank manning himself up a shield. So they giving him a reason to be so strong. Yeah, so he can be U.S. agent now. Yeah. I guess I gotta look up more U.S. agent. I mean, I know who he is, but I mean, the old school story is probably different than the modern. Yeah, he's a, he's a very '90s character, yeah. so be prepared for that. But yeah, I mean, and then like the big cliffhanger was uh, Flag Smashers or they clearly doing some sort of terrorist attack. Yeah, so. messing with the whatever this boat thing they have. Yeah, the G- GRC or yeah. 
GP, not GPC. But. So yeah. So I mean, listen, this last episode was an hour, so next week will probably be around the same length, so they can tie up everything. Right, and I think like you know, I, I like the series so far, but I actually feel like I'm gonna feel wanting at the end. Yeah, of the like, like you always like, man, they want I want to throw this in, but they right, really, right. I mean, they really kind of basically, I mean, focus on the the story at hand. Yeah, they yeah. Haven't really add anything. Like, of course, you get like you know the. Uh, Doing the Menage come in. I, I probably butchered that. <laughs> Menage Trois. Yeah, Menage Trois coming in. And, like, you see a little bit of Wakanda and then, like, you know, Zemo. But I think everybody knew Zemo was going to be in. Yeah. Yeah, I just kind of, like, you know, I want to see, like, like they're probably going to do the whole, like, they did the uh, vision in uh, WandaVision. WandaVision, and where you see something at the very end. Yeah, the, like a final post credit scene. Yeah, Egypt or something else. Yeah, just to the very end, you're gonna see something going. Like, okay, what's next? Yeah, that's how they get you. Yeah. So, uh, as far as I let's do another rating. Uh, as far as rating the episode, I would give it a solid. You know, it's a solid. So, you know, I am not yet to be disappointed in any. Episode. Yeah, me neither. I, I give it an A. Basically, yeah, I give it an A. I think it's this is the best. It's, it's the best series they have. So far. Right. Um, I know no. Of, I don't I haven't seen anything I really didn't like. Yeah, nothing that nothing I'd be like, oh, they could have done this better or, yeah, just, yeah, they, or yeah. why they go why they go in this direction. It's like peeling the onion. Yeah. Layer. Layer, yeah, I like Layer. that. So you never you're never gonna get all of it. Right. <clears throat> so yeah, I mean it's Marvel. It's Marvel, baby. <laughs> That's you the Marvel way. Alright, yeah, uh, so um next week, um all my HBO Max people. And of course, Robert, who's who probably more jazzed than I was about the the uh, Godzilla movie. Godzilla yeah, Kong. exactly. Yeah. Next week we have the Mortal Kombat will be dropping on uh, HBO Max, and if you have a death wish, you can go to the theaters. Yeah, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I don't know if I want to risk that. That was playing. It's not that bad, y'all. Yeah, ain't nobody gonna be there probably. But, yeah. So it's weird because okay, all, I mean, all we've gotten. I mean, of course we get trailers, but. It's not necessarily because the more combat was even. I mean, every movie. But let's just talk about this movie. The people in the movie, there's no big star in the movie. Somebody you recognize. I mean, I think there's a couple of martial arts guys. The most there. recognizable people would be character actors and other stuff. Right. So it's not like you got like a huge star being in there. Yeah, like Michael John White's not playing Jackson or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah. So you, you basically going off of you know hype and the trailers. I mean. It's more combat, so you know I'm not necessarily expecting you know class A class acting. You know it's action movies gonna be. It's a movie. It's more. It's more combat. It's a movie about a martial arts tournament where they kill you each know, other. Yeah, they got those you know spear out his hand. You got a guy that can freeze. Stuff. I mean, come on, you're not. Yeah, expecting. you know, you know. You got a forearm dragon, dragon man, man sorcerers, thunder so, guys. You know. I am yeah. So I am hoping because like uh, from what I have known is. Uh, you know, some there's been some changes made. Yes. To make things seem more, I, I would say, realistic. But Robert, this is you know, this is your thing. So tell me how you're feeling after you know, because you only got what seven, seven, eight days, and six days at the most. Yeah. Yeah. Well, seven to the next review, but yeah. So just, what are you expecting? What are, what are, what are, how are you coming into this? What do you expect? That sort of thing. Well, I want to come into this with low expectations, so mm-hmm. I don't be disappointed. Because I still have memories of Mortal Kombat Annihilation. <laughs> so, so, my of course, my first question is, where the hell is Johnny Cage? 
Right. So uh, hopefully, maybe you know we're so used to working in the post-credit scene era, where you know we we get that tease for the next movie. So uh, hopefully that they explain that. So I want to know who the hell this Cole Young person is, and why is he so important in the story now? Yeah, that's another article about that. Yeah, so... Huh? <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, I guess I'll find out and I'll let you know how I feel about it. Yeah. And obviously, I, it's an R-rated movie, so I'm expecting fatalities. And if you're going if you go, if you go go fatality, you can't really pussyfoot with it. You got to go full throttle. Right. I want to see people torn in half. So, you know, I got to see some decapitations, some hearts ripped out, some, you know, some people being froze and they, and they spine ripped out and shit like Shattered, that. Yeah. yeah. Some spine rips, some some immolations, some, you know, things that made Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat. Yeah, Adam and Alice. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you know, turn into a dragon, eat somebody, you know. Yeah. It's Mortal Kombat, go all out. So, I mean, that's what I'm looking forward to. I'm, obviously, I'm not expecting Citizen Kane. Right. I'm also not expecting, you know, the plethora of you know, terrible video game movies we've gotten over the years. Yeah, yeah. So, hey, if this is just as good as the first Mortal Kombat movie, then they've done, they done their job. But yeah. I will give you my in-depth thoughts next week after I watch the right. movie. I think the best... If if I was... Somebody threw the, the Mortal Kombat 2021 script... In my lap. Yeah. As a director. Well, I'm not a director, but not that kind of director. <laughs> but uh, I think the best, the thing that would make, because, I mean, this is for the fans. I mean. Yeah, this is for, yeah. Nobody who doesn't, I mean, there might be a couple people who just see Mortal Kombat and don't know what it is and just go to see it or, you know, watch it because it's, you know, the free movie on HBO Max, whatever it is. But for the most part, this is like for the fans. I mean, Mortal Kombat is like almost, what, 20 years old? Yeah, Mortal Kombat will be the 30th anniversary next year. 30th? Yeah, 1992. See, that's how you know the old. <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, and you got the first two movies, but if I was the director and that, and that script landed in my, my, my lap, I think the best thing to do, like like, he, like Rob said, you gotta go balls to the wall with the gore and with the craziness. Because everybody, I mean, it's already a convoluted story. You know I mean, nobody, it's a video game. Yeah, and and trust me, I've been playing this game since I was five. There ain't a story beat I ain't aware of. <laughs> so. I, mean, you, I mean, you can use it, but you gotta, I mean, I understand making your own narrative. Yeah. Certain. But yeah, as far as that, I mean, it's got, I mean, it's, let's just say what it is. It's a Kung Fu action movie on steroids. That's what it should be, because people are ripping out spies and breaking people it's, in half. And it's like, people got powers. It's like Enter the Dragon meets Star Wars meets Saul. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to be all that. That's what people want. So that's that is the expectation. That's what I'm looking forward to. So yeah, they, it needs to be balls to the wall. I mean, there shouldn't be too many dull moments in this movie for it to be. Cause it's not going to be a super, you know, acting affair. You want to see some fucking action? It, yeah, and given the character list, you know, right. they got the outside of Johnny Cage. They got they got some. They got the they heavy got some hitters. You know, yeah. They got Luke Kang. They got Sonya, Jax, Kung Lao. You can't have it without Scorpion and Sub Zero. Goro, who looked amazing, by the way. Yeah, from what I saw. Pretty good job with that. Yeah, I think I saw Natara, and if you've played the 3D era games on like PS2 and GameCube, you know who that is. And I want the dad Kano, so he can't have Sonya without Kano. Yeah. So you know they got the heavy hitters, you know Johnny Cage aside. So I mean, let's make it work. So maybe they can make this work this time. So I will be on the edge of my seat waiting for it's Friday. Right? Friday for Friday to see this movie. And if it's whack, I will let you know. Yes, I, I really don't want to be disappointed. <laughs> I know people out there don't want to be disappointed. We right. Just walk this movie. 
All right. That will end the segment for the Nerd Homies United part of the show. And we'll get to air all the the anarchists' favorite part of the show. And uh, it, I mean, it's, it's usually it's usually a long-winded part, but we're going to kind of try to make it a little short because, I mean, if you got a TV, you kind of know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, you know. You, Especially with this week. Yeah. But, like I said, everybody who likes like the drama, this is their favorite part of the show, is that air that ass out. And, uh, this week, because of what's going on, we have, uh, actually have two able-bodied Recipients of the air that ass out, the, basically the uh, Black Stone Big Rob treatment. <laughs> right. So if you don't know, air that ass out means we're gonna take somebody or some people or somebody who fits in this category this week, and we're gonna hog time, hang them by their feet, strip them, throw salt on them, hang them out to the woods, whatever we go, we gonna take them to the woodshed, so to speak. <laughs> That's an old school term. Y'all might know about that. But we gonna air these people out because they full of shit. Are they doing some bullshit? Are they on some cap? It's it's. But they gotta get got. You understand? <laughs> Called harsh truth. They got to get got. So this week, episode five, air that ass out. We have to. We have to touch on this, me and Big Bro. First recipient of the air that ass out. Is Officer Kim Potter of the uh, <sighs> okay Minneapolis, Minneapolis Police Department. Department? I'm not sure what town, maybe or precinct, but the reason why we air her ass out and is because Miss Kim Potter, who is a I would say 25 year veteran of the police department, also. We've come to find out, which is kind of a uh, ongoing thing with these issues. She's also a safety instructor for other officers. If you don't know, you need to know. Um, earlier, it was like last week or earlier this week. Last week, I want to say. Yeah, last week. I think it was, it was a week after we talked about. It. So last weekend, Dante Wright, a uh, I think you, you named twenty one, twenty man, years old, twenty yeah. years old. Young man was uh, pulled over from uh, Porsche. The reason he was pulled over initially is because the man has a warrant. But, as you know, you need reasonable doubt. Or you need a reason, or they're supposed to have a reason to pull you over. Exactly. The uh, reason they use, now, um, Officer Potter was not the only officer on the scene, so I couldn't tell you who exactly pulled him over. But there was three officers that I saw in the video. But anyway, um, the reasoning was to just get him pulled over. I'm pretty sure they did a check on him. Yeah. Um, the reason they said his his uh, his air fresheners was blocking his his rear view or some bullshit thing like that. The most arbitrary excuse I've ever heard. Tell lights out, or yeah. you know, we gotta get you over to the side without freaking you out because you know you could be a runner. Okay, so. Fast forward, they pulled this man over, uh, the officer, it actually was a male officer who had, uh, was talking to him, you know, took him out the car, and I think from the video you can see that the male officer was explaining to him, uh, you know, Dante or Mr. Wright, you have a uh, active warrant, such and such and such, you know, you're going to be detained, and 
Now, let's be uh, let's be fully clear. We do not advocate running for the police or anything like that, especially if you have a warrant. You know, he was in the wrong for that. We're trying to, to, to escape, elude the police. Yes. I know people, I mean, jail is real. People don't want to go to jail, but let's, let's be honest and be, you know, we're not. He was wrong for trying to elude the police. Let's all get that understood. Yes. Okay. The young man, basically, like I said, he, the, the officer, the bail officer, I was telling him, okay, yes, you have a warrant and, you know, we're going to arrest you. He basically got like maybe one handcuff on his arm and he was about to kind of take the other arm and get the. And then, you know, Mr. Wright and Dante started getting real jerky and tried to get, attempted to get back in his car. While this is happening, the other two officers, or at least Miss Potter, comes to the, uh, the driver's door. And this is all seen on police body cam. And she is, uh, she's saying, you know, don't stop. And then, like, she, you can see her hand. She has her gun out. Now... With all the commotion, you can hear her say, I'm going to tase him. I'm going to tase him. She does not have her taser out. At all. And if you think, after this week, you, you would know. A taser is usually has something to de- de- differentiate that it's not your pistol. Yes. Now, people know, officers should know, like, okay, I keep my pistol on my dominant hand, and I got my taser on my other hand, but I don't get it confused. But also, the taser has, sometimes they are black, but they have some yellow on them, or, you know, they're not all black like a pistol would be, or a Glock, or whatever. Yeah, whatever, whatever standard issue is. Standard issue, fire up in the air. But she's sitting there saying, I'm going to tase him, I'm going to tase him, I'm going to tase him. And then she shoots it with the pistol. And that, uh, Dante gets shot, and he pulls off. Like, he, he hits the gas, and he pulls off. So, because at that point, you know, fight or flight happens. You just got shot. Yeah, I mean, it's still. I mean, he got shot. It's eluding. Yes, he got shot. So I mean, you you know, sit there get shot, shoot. But he's not. I mean, if you look at the at at the videotape, he's not being. I mean, he is resisting them from pulling out the car, but he's not like fighting them. He's not reaching for anything. He's just trying to get out, which is not right. But anyway, Miss. Potter accidentally, and that, those are air quotes because that couldn't be an accident. She shoots the, the boy and he drives off. And according to the report, he gets somewhere down the street and then, like, I guess. Did he uh, crash or? He, I, I, I would say he, he probably crashed due to, like, probably blood loss yeah. or, 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 or a shot. But he runs into something. And he eventually goes to uh, the local hospital and he ends up dying from the gunshot wound. Now, I don't know exactly where the, the boy was shot. Uh, it, from the from the video, it's probably somewhere in the body area. It might have hit a major organ, or you know, you know, a vein or something. But yeah, so, Rob, what 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 is your takeaway from this event? It. What's the first thing that crossed your mind? First thing crossed my mind is, ironically, the taser excuse ain't a new excuse. No, it's not. That's the same excuse they used when Oscar Grant got killed, and that was in two thousand nine. Yep. So we've gone a full decade and we've gone full circle to police using bullshit excuses to try to justify. I mean, I'm going to call it murder, but to try to justify murder. We get it. You know, you're the cops, you have authority, but your authority shouldn't be actually punishing people without due process. Which is how I feel. So, you know, 
And clearly, you know, like you said earlier, she's a safety and she's a safety instructor. Right, she's supposed to of all the people that should know the difference between a pistol and a taser, it should be the 25-year veteran safety instructor. Right. Which means you've been teaching other cops in the Minneapolis, Twin, Twin City, St. Paul area, wherever you live, these, pro- these procedures that you clearly don't follow yourself. Right. I know that's practice what you preach, but, you know, look at what you reach for. Now, let's, let me play devil's advocate real quick. Because I know everybody listening to the show is not necessarily on the same mindset as me and Rob. And sometimes, I mean, me sometimes me and Rob know I'm the same mindset. Right. Sometimes I'm shit like this. We're we, we, usually on the same page. Okay. People are like, okay, well, you know, he was alluding. He was doing this and that. Okay, here's one thing. All right. Kids, the kid, I'm going to say kid because he's only 20. I mean, he, and he had like a, he had a, he had a child. He, yeah, you know. It's always that sort of thing. Anyway, he's trying to loot. He's in the, he's in the front seat. He, the door is open. The, the uh, officer Potter had the gun out and saying, "Taser, taser, taser! I'm a taser, I'm a taser." Okay, she said that maybe four or five or six times, and that would give me enough time for, to think, look down, like, "Oh shit, that's not my taser, yeah. that's my gun." So, that's at least this is where logic comes in. Right, that's what I'm thinking. So this is where most people think there was some intention there. Right. Now she might be thinking. I'm just going to say taser, but I know this is my fucking pistol. Right, because I'm a cop and I can get away with this. Right, so I'm just going to shoot this mug, this man, you know, and then say later, oh, it was an accident. Because that's what they do. That's what they're going to do anyway. I mean, oh, I thought this was my taser. Oh, I thought this was my apartment. Oh, I thought you know, I thought he was a threat. Oh, I thought he was running towards me. Oh, I thought he had something in his pocket. Yeah, oh. oh I thought he was reaching for something. It's the same damn thing. Every, Every it's time. always some kind of, oh, well, I didn't know. Or Come on, man. All right. Since we're on the same subject of Miss Parr, we gotta get on to this other person who deserves to be in the the same boat. He might be in the front part of the boat, he might be in the back, but he's in he's in the same way of thinking. Um, and this happened. Uh, I want to say Wednesday. Yeah, it might have been a weekend. Uh, yeah, it was it was over the course of last week. I know yeah. that. So uh, okay, this. Uh, Drill sergeant in a drill sergeant in South Carolina named uh, Jonathan Pantline, Pantline, or whatever his name, Pantlin, Pantlin, or whatever it is, was uh, caught on video, basically harassing a young black teen in his neighborhood. Now, uh, forethought was. According to Mr. Panlin, the young black male was arguing with some other female in the neighborhood. I'm not sure what that argument with him and her was about, but he jumped in and was basically like, uh, "Now this is not, you know, this is not in front. Of, this is not in someone's house. This is like on the curb, like the, the, the sidewalk, you know, yeah, sidewalk." So, Mr. Panlin is uh, telling the boy, you know, why are you here? You know, what are you doing here? You need to get out of here. And the uh, the young man was trying to, was saying, you know, who are you? Do you live here? I've never seen you before. And, uh, you know, asking him questions like, why are you questioning me? Like, you don't know if I live here or not. Or, you know, and like, oh, uh, something like, um, uh, like well, I'm having, I was having a conversation with her and you jumped in. And then like, uh, Jonathan, Jump, he's jumping his thing like well this is my neighborhood um, 
And then, like, in the background, you can hear a lady talking, and I guess that was his wife, and he tried to answer the wife what she was asking. Like, she was, like, on the same cuz, like, you need to get out of here, da-da-da. Right. And he was like, don't you talk to my wife. And he, like, he pushed him. And yeah. Like, like, putting his hands on him, and basically kind of, and, like, uh, Mr. The Drill Sergeant, Mr. Pantlin, is of, of a taller stature than the boy. Right. Uh, he, I mean, you know, he's bigger, and he's a drill sergeant, so he's in shape, and, you know, no. he, he's trying to intimidate him. You know, with his posture, you know, he's kind of over him. You know, as somebody trying to, you know, intimidate you. You know, I'm bigger than you. You're going to do what I said. And he's sitting trying to question the boy, like, you know, where he's at. And he's like, you don't belong in my neighborhood. You get out of here. Like, it seems like, you know, it's like. You Very can, coded you, language. You, you can hear the undertones. In yeah. And, you know. Why? Who are you? Neighborhood Watch. I mean, what are you? I mean, like, all right, George Zimmerman, calm down. Why are you jumping into this? I mean, I guess it was a conversation had with somebody else. So thank God, the person was taking videotaping this whole thing because it was just been his word against yeah. the drill sergeant. You know, people say, "Oh, he's a drill sergeant." You know, he's, you know support troops. You know, yeah, yeah, he even got that kind of treat. So uh, and doing the whole thing, like you can see, uh, there's like a black lady walking, and she kind of like, "Hey, just you know." Trying to de-escalate it, and then like he's like, like I said, he's like, oh, you don't belong here, get out of my neighborhood, blah blah blah. And the young boy, the man said, you know, don't put your hands on me no more. You know, yeah. I got family too. This yeah, I'm gonna call my cousins, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, black people, we got somebody for you. Got you know, I got you think you big, I got somebody big for you. That kind of thing. It's like he's like you can you know you. You, I haven't got. I think you said something like, I haven't gotten mad yet. You ain't seen what I can do yet. Yeah, you know, like that's the intimidation factor, yeah, man. Yeah, and then like, like I said, this is like on the sidewalk. It's not like he's in his yard or anything. He's walking down the street. At, at some point, even even as a concerned neighbor, and he was like, "Oh well, we all take, we all look after each other here. We all take care of each other here." And it's like, if you feel, I mean, if you feel like, okay, if you, if, if Mister. Jonathan, if he felt that, you know, you can say, I mean, it'd be one thing if, if the young brother was, like, in the lady's face or, like, you know, rational with her in the yard, but it didn't look like he going to be, and I guess from, he tried to videotape, from uh, reports, he tried to videotape it himself. Yeah, of course. And, uh, that's, and, how, that's how you control the narrative, so. No, 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 no. Uh, the, uh, the kid did. The kid did. Okay, okay. okay. The kid, he tried, and, but they said, uh, of course, the reporter, but I heard, John, Mr. Pantlin slapped the, slapped the camera out of his hand. Yeah. Like, oh, you're not going to be. And luckily, the other lady, I think it was the lady, was videotaping too. She's a hero of the week for that. Yeah. Can't clap for her. Yeah. So, she's getting the whole footage. So, I'm just trying to, I mean, how do you, I mean, I can understand, like, feeling like, you know, it's like if somebody was looking to somebody's car, you know, your neighbor's car, and like had a hoodie. I mean, well, he didn't have a hoodie. That's not that's not you said. Yeah, it's not you. Yeah. Looking to somebody's car, you know, looking suspicious. But from you know what I saw, he was just walking down the street. And even if he did, after that point, just say, hey, you need to, you know, what are you doing here? You're not gonna answer me. Da da da. And and and, and the whole time it was the, the the young man was trying to explain to him and like. But he was like, okay, I'm not going to run away like I did something, but he was like, you know, I'm not doing anything. You know, I mean, that was his, his body language. Like, he wasn't like, you know, take off like I'm guilty, but it was like, you know, you're not going to run me off kind of thing. Now, like I said, there's, there's, there's a point where we're watching, and there's a point where, you know, there's no, 
you know, this this what they their own say is, you know, you know, but so we don't know what sparked this. Like I said, from what I heard it was some kind of argument he was having with a lady. I'm not sure if there was like a party or right, you know, some you know, something together he was out there. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't know. A small thing that could have turned into a bigger thing. And you know, and these things like that can can turn into a tragic situation or something hurtful or can be can be something that you know could end, end the young life before it even gets started. And he goes from having the future to be the face on a t-shirt. Yeah, I mean, he can go from zero to hundred. Yeah, we've seen it so many times before. You just in the last what, 10, 15 years. Right. So, I mean, Mr. Panther didn't do himself any favors the way he acted. I can understand in some ways being concerned if you felt that way, but there's a, there's a huge overshadowing of prejudice <laughs> under how yeah, you act. And he clearly overstepped his bounds. Overstepped. It's only like nature, you know, neighbors are neighbors. You know, you take care of your neighbors like they're supposed to take care of you. All right. You know, that's community. But. Community, yeah, but he went overstepping. His words and the way he said it made him come out. If you, I mean, the people come and say, "Oh, well, he's not this way, this way," but the way he put it, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to dispute that. Your word ain't uh. And putting your hands on somebody, yeah, especially a minor, a minor at that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he was like, he was being, he was being an asshole, he was being a bully, and he was to he, a child. I mean, uh, yeah. like I know you're, you know, you have absolute authority on, on base, but off base, you know, right. you're a civilian. You, not when you cadet. Yeah. And if you felt in any way like this young man was doing something at a, at a you know why call the police? That's their job. Yeah, you. you now, it's one thing he's in your yard or going through your your window or something. That's, that's totally different. That's even yeah, I, that's even that. understandable. That's yeah, that's not what happened. And of course, this happened, and then the police actually showed up on the scene. And guess who got arrested? The kid. No, no, Pelling. He the didn't kid. get no. arrested. Does? Nope. The f- that, that'd be that'd be first people thought. I mean, sometimes that'd be your first thought. Oh, yeah. Nope. He got arrested. That's how we know his name now because I seen him. I just right. remember seeing the mugshot. Yeah, he got, he got uh, arrested for a battery or a simple assault. Simple assault, yeah. On a minor. Which, of course, that ain't the main. That ain't the most impressive part of this story. The impressive part of the story is the second half of is the second half of the story. Ah, yes. So this is the power. This is the real power community. Yes. So, like we said, uh, 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 Jonathan, Mister Panther said, uh, you know. Uh, Go get your family. Go get your cousin. Whatever. Right, he was like, you know, you don't know. And then the young boy was like, well, you know, I got family too. And he said something like, well, go get your family. So maybe I don't know when it happened. Maybe after the news broke up, they had. I want to call it a protest. They yeah. had a whole protest on Mister Pat's front yard, and all you see is about maybe uh, I would say maybe two hundred. People that look like <laughs> the young man sitting in his front yard, yeah, like they decided to have a family in his driveway or in front of his house. I know people are like, oh, well, that's, that's, that's messed up. They did all that. But listen, you you reap what you sow. Yeah. He asked for that, and that's what he got. I don't know if it was a family reunion, but there's definitely yeah. some community yeah. thing, community action going yeah. on. There was some real cousins, some play cousins, some, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Okay, let me go get my family. Yeah. Who's, who's tough now? Yeah, yeah. Was all that stuff you were talking yesterday? Right. And, of course, like we were talking about earlier with the Usher books, the memes came out. Oh yeah, of course everybody had to say, "I'll get my cousin." Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the one that got me, of course, the funniest one ever, is it. Made, it looked like that scene at the end of the Jill Scott getting in the way video, where <laughs> everybody in the hood walked up behind into their house. Yeah, like what's up? So, um, so let, let us go ahead and, and uh, inaugurate, inaugurate, inaugurate these two 
assholes of the week. Yeah. Into that special club, that air that ass out club. Our first twofer. Our first our, twofer. Yeah, this is our first twofer. Yeah. Now we got a whole group of people. This is our first twofer. Yeah. So, uh, Officer Potter and uh, Mr. Jonathan Pantene or Pantene. Pantene, yeah. Pantene Plus. Which is ironic given the fact that you bald as fuck. Right. Welcome to the exclusive Chris and Bliss Air That Ass Out Club. Thank you so much for being that kind of people that makes it so easy to look at you and it's like, your whole total thought, your way of thinking is ripped, ripe, and Flourishing, full of all the wrong things that makes this country a terrible place to live sometimes. Yes. So welcome. Have a seat. There'll be more people coming in later on. Have you a won't seat. be lonely. There won't be refreshments. There won't be, yeah. There'll be, we're going to turn the heat up. We're going to close the windows. We're going to make it at, at least hospital as we can. Uh, to quote my grandma, people in hell want ice water. That's right. <laughs> so welcome. Uh, I wish this wouldn't happen. But you guys deserve all the attention you guys are getting, and hopefully justice will come into play for both of y'all, and y'all get exactly what y'all deserve. Yeah, of course. Rest in peace to Dante, right? Yes. The man, de- the book, the boy died. Yes. And I'm pretty sure the young man in this situation uh, probably got more attention attention that he wanted to get. Yeah. But uh, Dante, you deserve all the attention and all the scorn, ridicule, all the scorn, ridicule you should get. Anybody who thinks that any of these people were right. I don't care if you're white, black, whatever. If you think any of these people are right for what they did and didn't go far and above, far and above of their headway, like we call it overreacting, whatever you want to call it, you deserve to be in the club too. So we're going to make some more seats for you. Because this is our two cases of overreaction and ways not to handle it, especially from trained people who deal with people every day, drill sergeants, police officers. Come on now. This is basically a, a two abuses of power. Gross abuses of power. Man. But yeah, welcome to the club. Make some room. There'll be more added, more people added later. Yeah. All right, y'all. So um, let's go. Let's go ahead and move on. To <laughs> closing arguments are like what we like to call the net, the nightcap, the nightcap, the benediction. What we doing here in the podcast? You know, let you know what we got going on for the week. As you know. It's my new future as Morris Day's illegitimate child. I will be trying to audition for the time part two. Me and my brother Jerry, who's Jerome's son. (laughs) (laughs) You know. So, you know, I will be in Minneapolis throwing women in dumpsters if they do me wrong. (laughs) And let them uh, purify themselves. And purify themselves in the water of the lake Lake when it's (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, uh, Anything else, bro? Uh, What else we got? Uh, yeah, just buy early in your books. <laughs> oh, yeah, make sure you train them in. They are worth zero. They were zero and will be worth the currency rate for those compared to the U.S. dollar are zero. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> maybe you can get ushers to sign one and maybe make it a question. Right. Yeah, hey, go to one of, if you got if you ever gonna be in Vegas, check out his check out his residency. You may he, usher from what I hear puts on a pretty good show. Yeah, <laughs> just don't have them buy your drinks, just, right, just don't try to use them for anything else, but yeah, a souvenir. <laughs> Hopefully this whole usher bus thing and when people will focus on real currency. Yeah, exactly. Like a dollar in this crazy world. But uh, <laughs> but 
don't forget there might be a, a V and D coin coming soon. Yeah, so, uh, who knows? Inve- in, invest in your favorite podcast. I mean, if D coins like those going to be thinking, who, 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 why not us? Right. Let's join the yeah, let's join the prayer. Hey, y'all jump in the <laughs> jump in those uh, emails and let us know if y'all got some plans. Yeah. We'll sign on the we'll sign, line. Yeah. It's, the, it's the money, right? The deals, right? <laughs> but anyway, yes, yeah, man. Um, not cat. Um, first of all. I want to thank everybody again, like we always do, for watching the show, sharing the show, commenting the show, telling your friends about the show, your family members, your mama, your daddy, your uncle, your weird cousin, <laughs> that uncle that nobody talks about. Right. <laughs> thank y'all so much for all your help. Uh, the fundraiser we just had uh, just ended, um, and thank y'all so much. We have, uh, I think, with that one and the other one, we have raised probably around close uh, to $200. We're gonna take that money, uh, maybe maybe a little more, a little less than that. But it's all thank y'all anyway. It's you know it's money that y'all gave willingly, you know. So appreciate it. We're gonna take that money and get Rob a better chair. <laughs> right. Uh, work on uh, getting some uh, accoutrements here in Pleasure Palace. Right. <laughs> I like that accoutrements. Accoutrements. You know what I'm saying? Make it uh, make it real nice. Uh, like I said, we're gonna try to work on getting. Uh, a lot of people say, "Oh well, we like you know, listen to y'all. But we would like to see y'all." So uh, that would mean uh, Robert would have to shave uh, <laughs> look for little sometimes. <laughs> but not shave, but that's like shave. That beard's not going anyway. And then I would have to you know, actually put on real clothes and look <laughs> like I just rolled out of bed. But yeah, we could maybe give y'all some visuals too, or at least like do like a maybe like a stream or something. Yeah, yeah. Get ready or you know something. Give y'all some visuals. So. Actually. Speaking of which, one of our one of our actual one of the fans of the show actually is like, you guys should do reaction videos and see how that goes. Yeah, so who knows? Oh, definitely with a camera coming in, so that'll definitely help. We're starting, yeah, we're starting to get enough equipment to do that kind of stuff with editing and like Yeah. And people like like I said, people like our opinions if people think we're funny or insightful in some 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 weird way insightful. Right, yeah, enough. We'll take it though. But uh yeah, man, uh like I said, we're gonna keep on pushing, as long as y'all keep on supporting us, we're gonna keep on pushing. Uh, trying to make it better every day. Like, yeah, we're still working on getting the hosting thing and doing all that. We can get this on wherever you hear podcasts on. We're just working on that and other legal stuff we got to deal with getting that uh, straightened together. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, y'all, thank y'all so much. Uh, thanks for tuning in. This is episode five. We got a handful of episodes. A handful of episodes, yeah. And we're going to keep on pushing on and uh, keep on doing as long as we can. This is actually probably our longest episode, too, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there's no time limit. We just talk shit till we get tired of talking shit. And uh, we're going to be here till somebody stops us or until somebody starts paying us to talk less. So yeah, exactly. Y'all, 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 y'all pick your poisons on that. <laughs> uh, okay, for uh, signing off, and it's your boy, the essence of excellence, the imperial, impressive uh, Mr. Black Snow. And, of course, my co-conspirator always here. Uh, the mouth of the south, <laughs> Big Rob. Big Rob. Uh, once again, it's your man, Big Rob, aka the excessive overlord, aka the sneaker goat, aka, AKA racist Voorhees, yes, aka Robert Atwood, the creator of a Real Niggas Tale, yes, season five of Soup Summer on Hulu, aka the yes, illegitimate son of Morris Day, because my mama had Jungle Love. Oh, yo, yo. Yes, sir. On vinyl, baby. On vinyl, exactly. <laughs> Ice Cream Castle. And as always, avoid the book is beloved. <laughs> and uh, be good. Be good at it. We're about here. All right, peace. Oh, yeah.